And welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. On what we haven't been able to say a whole lot since this show's run here at Rock 106.9, we're on a victory Monday. Yeah, bronze victory Monday. No sacks. Sacks free. People have asked, when are you going to give up on the sacks? And I had said famously once, when they make an AFC championship game. So the new amendment to the sacks will be, I believe we shall still run it while talking about this team. Except for on Victory Monday. So if they continue to win on Mondays, then we won't give it to you. Got to be fair to it. All right? I want to I don't I don't want to come out and play it and like kind of like, you know, piddle down their leg as they pulled out a pretty impressive victory yesterday. Now, I thought they were going to lose, but I had said that they are ripe to beat a team this year that they should not. Most people would tell you they probably should not have beat the Baltimore Ravens. Now, they did. And I said to Munch on Friday, I said, kind of feels like an upset game. I don't think it goes that way. So I was wrong there. And obviously, everybody going to want to shove in my face how wrong I was about Baker Mayfield. I was wrong on Baker Mayfield. I have said it. I have uh, admitted it. I will continue to admit myself being wrong on Baker Mayfield. He's something. He's must-watch TV, and that's impressive enough. He found a way to help his team get to a victory yesterday. It's impressive. But I want to talk about, surprise, where I was right. I had also said about an AFC Championship game that if Baker Mayfield gets you to an AFC Championship game, it will be LeBron who? Because of how much more you care about football than you do every other sport. I was a little bit wrong because Baker Mayfield beat the Ravens and it already feels like LeBron who? As a matter of fact, you got another team in a playoff series today. You don't care this morning. You don't care that much. You don't. Because you got your win yesterday. This is what I've been saying for years. This is why you got to be really happy and excited about Baker Mayfield. This is why I'm pumped about the fact that possibly I was really, really wrong on this kid. Because the only thing that matters in Ohio is Sundays at 1. It's the only thing you care about. Think about that. There's a playoff series across town. Right across the town. And another... And you don't care. It's the only thing that matters to you is Browns football. And so this is exciting times. I was kind of wrong on Baker Mayfield. And it's exciting. And it feels good to be uh, broadcasting and talking to you on a Victory Monday. Because I know everybody's mood is just better. I think there's a couple things going on. Um, obviously, with the Browns, yeah, dude, there's definitely a, a turning of the tide, it seems like. I think to watch it and to say that it's the same old, same old is definitely wrong. Um, there was definitely points yesterday I thought they were going to lose, but man, oh man, like it is first Baltimore game I've obviously watched. Um, Joe Flacco just looked like the most disinterested person on the face of the planet. That's, like, that's was just... Been- just standing there. So that's his knock. It's been his knock pretty much his entire career, and they say that's why they drafted Lamar Jackson is because he's one of those guys that he's good, he has it, but he he's not going to naturally give it to you. You do kind of have to like light that fire under his ass. I wouldn't want that as, for my quarterback. There's 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 place for that where you want somebody stoic and you want somebody who's thoughtful and is not going to you know get too high or too low on anything. But at like some point, it's like, dude, we're trying to win here, bro. Like, where where are you? What are you gonna do? I kind of and and here's where I was kind of wrong on Baker Mayfield. This is why I kind of this is why I'm starting to like the kid. I had kind of downplayed coming into this draft and into the season, right kid, right situation, right time, right. And he might be the right kind of leader, kind of overlooked, and you know what I mean. And dude, Cleveland's that city, kind of overlooked. People kind of don't care, and kind of like you know what I mean. And he might be that right thing. Where if I had Flacco as my quarterback, it would be frustrating to know that he has it in him, 
but that it's like, well, which which guy am I going to get? Where I feel like Baker's going to consistently be who he is, week in and week out. Whatever he is, that's what he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, a little bit anti-Mayfield in that sense, Joe yes. Flacco, where it's yes. like, okay, you've got the ability to do it. You have the body to do it. You have the you know the, the, the stuff on paper you need to do it. But when it comes down to it, man, there was just points yesterday I was watching that game, and I'm like, good God, man, like try to get somebody to feel something. Yeah. Like, So another thing I was wrong on with the Browns, man, I just, man, I had this whole draft wrong. I wanted Mika Fitzpatrick. I wanted Mika Fitzpatrick. And I got to tell you, I haven't heard the kid's name anywhere it, coming into week five, but Denzel Ward is Stud. everywhere. Stud. Yeah, that kid is everywhere. Man, is, I got to tell you, Denzel Ward may be the jersey to buy. I know everybody likes offense, especially the NFL likes offense, but man, Denzel Ward is something. Everybody's going to want to get on the officiating. I mean, it was kind of bad, right? I know, like, it's, it's a little misconceived. It's, 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 it's a little... I don't know, the, the, because the Ravens turned down some of those penalties, or, or we turned down some of those Ravens penalties, so it's not necessarily as uneven as it looked, but there's definitely an officiating problem in the NFL. I think there's an officiating problem against sports and in the audience, too. I think the ability for us to have instant replay right at our fingertips obviously has entitled us to more. It feels like we're like, well, no, everything should be perfect. Sure. You're standing out there. How did you not see it from the same angle because I saw? Because it's 120 it? miles per hour right in front right, of my eyes. Right, and I don't have a phone in front of me right. here. Um, was there? I, I don't feel like, other than other than I know everyone's like, well, you know, the Ravens didn't get called for anything until late in the game. I don't know. I don't felt like there was anything that egregious yesterday where it was like, oh, the officiating, it's so terrible. I don't know if there was anything that egregious. I will say laundry on the field makes the game feel slow and, and, and run yeah, down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, get it cleaned up. But here's the thing, though, and I, I know that the Browns won yesterday, but I think it's very reasonable to think that an experienced team like Baltimore plays a much more buttoned-up, penalty-free game than the Browns, a very young team who's very excited and trying to trying to get this big win. Now, it worked out for the Browns yesterday, so God bless them, but, like, to me, that wasn't like, oh, how could this ever happen? And it's like, well, dude, I mean, Miles Garrett was jumping left and right yesterday, yeah. dude, left and right. So, like, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't overtly concerned with officiating yesterday. More more likely that they can run a, a mistake-free game, but in any given play, everybody knows there's a penalty to be found, yeah. and so to have the disparity that far off whack, something's wrong. And I think a part of what the problem is to me is that I think most Browns fans, Northeast Ohio fans, always look at it not from the perspective of the referees missed something, the official missed something, the umpire didn't call that correctly. It's automatically, we're the victim. They're screwing us. They're putting the screws to the Browns. They want to hold us back. They want to hold us down. And that's ridiculous to me. That's when people get over the top on that point with officials. It's like, dude, they're holding the Browns down. That's what they're doing. Everyone's sitting around holding the Browns back. Well, yeah, they... The Ohio fan does have that. Yeah, dude. I think we all do. I think it's it's that self-victimization. It's very easy to take that mindset. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing that's helping that mentality is, dude, the Browns are kind of becoming the team. Like, they're kind of becoming that team everybody around the country is kind of rooting for, a little engine that could, kind of hope they get it together. I mean, Jim Rome called him America's team on TV before the game. He says they should be undefeated. I think that's still a little crazy. I think yeah. they did enough in those games they did not win to lose. They did enough things wrong in those games to lose. But what I like, again, about Baker, dude, throws that pick early, and he responds. That is 
huge. You can't downplay that. I think that point that you just made of they did enough in those games to lose stood firm yesterday. They just happened to win. And that's the first step is winning some games where it's like, I don't know, it's a 50-50, it's a coin toss. Maybe you'll win it, maybe you won't. This was one that they won. Where last year, this same thing would have happened. This 9-9, you know, going into everyone's kicking field goals and the Browns would have ended up losing. So, like... I don't. I, I'm still holding reservation. I am. I'm trying not to get overtly excited. I'm trying Whoa. not to like t- too much. But you, you'd be a liar to say things don't look like they're changing. Well, no, y- your hesitation is warranted because there's an elephant in the room. I guess I shouldn't say nobody's talking about it because actually social media is pretty loud about it. But I mean, dude, Hugh does not look great. As a guy who defended him, there were things yesterday, and. You got to start looking at the roster where it's like, man, this thing's built for speed. It's ready to go. It's like, you know what I mean? There's dudes everywhere. And so the natural thought is, well, get rid of it. Give me a new head coach. I mean, that's how close we are, right? Right. But then it's like, well, what does that screw up momentum wise? You know what I mean? Now it's new playbooks and now it's all this stuff and new terminology and setting Baker back yet another year. I mean, we already got a kid out there that didn't get first team reps in the preseason and all that stuff and in training camp and all that stuff because we thought it was going to be Tyrod Taylor and now here you got that. So it's like, do you really want to go to new leadership? I'm not saying don't do it. Um, but I'm ask, I'm just asking the question: Do is new leadership really worth it right now? Ah, dude, I mean, look at look at look at what we were talking about here is going to a new coach who's sitting at 500 essentially right now when he sat at zero forever, and to go to a new head coach when you sit at 500 when the guy has you know lost a just a, you had all the opportunity in the world and now you're gonna get divorced now you're gonna be like you know now that like things are looking up and like things are happening I have a hard time seeing ownership management making that decision where it's like, eh, things are good now. Things are good. We got money. Yeah, I I think you ride with them for the time being, but John Dorsey has legit NFL cred, and now he has what looks like a legit NFL roster. So now all of a sudden the coaching candidates, like the guys you couldn't get to look at Cleveland seriously, now might go, well, dude, I get Dorsey, I get Baker Mayfield that looks like he kind of has this thing going on. You get Jarvis Landry, which again, get out of bounds yesterday, Jarvis. What the hell was that? I love that kid. I, I love him. And I think it was one of the smartest pickups we've made in a long, long time. But that was a bonehead play. Get the hell out of bounds. Caught up in the moment. I shouldn't, you know what I mean? God knows. I don't know what my 40 time would be, but it would, <laughs> but it would not be impressive, right? It would be a winded 16 minutes, probably, whatever the hell it Yeah, sacks free. Victory Monday, you got to do it. And again, like I said, he beat the Ravens. It's a divisional right. opponent in a regular a season one. game, and it already feels like LeBron who? Sunday's at one, bro. It's the only thing that matters in the entire state. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Your shot of the $1,000 should be right about right now. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45. And the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off is at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on the Browns' win yesterday. Indians game still later this afternoon. Obviously, around 7 o'clock, we'll wrap up some of this Conor McGregor craziness from the other night. Jesus, man, that was nuts. Black eye for the UFC. Anybody who thinks the UFC walked away a winner Saturday night, I think you're dead wrong. I got a couple of reasons as why. 7 o'clock, I'll give you that. Also, another shot of the $1,000 comes your way at 7 o'clock. We also have garbage tickets for their show October 18th 
Hard Rock Roxino and Northfield Park will get you hooked up at those throughout the program as well. So on Friday, I was talking about, uh, before we got out here, kind of talked about how I was uh, going to be dragged to see A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. The girl, uh, big fan of Bradley Cooper. And I said, I was like, this is a little unfair. This is this is one of those places in, uh, or, or one of the you know situations in life where it's a little unfair for the guy. Because the woman's totally allowed to be like, oh my God, he's so hot. And then you got to buy the ticket and like let her sit there and be like, oh my God, Bradley Cooper, he's so hot. And I said Friday, I was like, well, I don't get this. Like, if a woman walks by me and my head turns, all of a sudden I'm public enemy number one, but she gets to swoon over Bradley Cooper. And Fantone rightfully said to me, he goes, well, there's a big difference there. That's a real person walking right by you, and Bradley Cooper is, like, on the screen, not that big of a deal. And I said, yeah, yeah, but there's a Bradley Cooper doppelganger out here somewhere. I don't think out here. Maybe somewhere, but I don't, I've never seen him in Canton. Oh, oh, you just wait. So there I am, waiting in the pouring rain outside of the theater, tickets in hand, waiting for her who show up late to the movie. Then we go in, we get the popcorn and the M&Ms to put in the popcorn. Then we walk into the theater. As we're walking into the theater, I said, I said, so are you excited? It's Bradley Cooper Day. She goes, yeah. And I don't know how it even came up, but she's like, yeah, my ex kind of looks like him. Oof. I said, right, exactly right, exactly right, I said, so I'm walking behind her in the theater, I said, babe, you think I need that right now? Not where I thought that one was going. Yeah, exactly right, kick right in the balls, right, right in the ball, way to kick Friday night off, right, 425 afternoon right there on the strip, I'm waiting in the freezing rain, the next thing I get is, yeah, no, yeah, my ex looks like it, so I think she routinely refers to the ex-husband as the ex, so I think this is this dude, right? Right, because you know the rules. Baby daddy always got a shot. <laughs> no matter yeah, what sure. they tell you, that's a that's a connection between two people that only they can have. He's all the dude. The door's always open a little, right? So I think I'm getting that. And so then I don't find out till the end of the movie. To, she's talking about high school boyfriend here. I'm like, what? We're going to like, what'd you do this to me for? Why? Why'd you give me this visual? The entire now I gotta sit here and watch this movie. What'd you do that to me for? I don't need that. Now, truthfully, what's probably going on there is high school boyfriend probably just looks like a generic white dude, and there's probably a little bit of like, oh, I'm Bradley Cooper's such a dreamboat. There's a romanticizing of, oh, high school was such easy times and fun times, and we were all good looking, and you know, are you gonna make going me feel better about this? Well, I'm trying to. I'm, trying, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a ladder out of the pool if I can here. Um, so there's probably a little bit of does he really look like Bradley Cooper, or does he just remind her of like youthful fun? I don't know, but dude, Let's regardless, regardless, I did not need that. You don't need to say that right then in that moment. Good God. Yeah. Do you think when we went home and watched porn, I was like, yeah, yeah, I used to date the chick who looks like Rachel uh, Starr? No, of course not. I didn't do that. Yeah, that was, of dude, course not, not. not good. Not good. That, that was, I, I was like, oh, you're going to run into a dude that sort of looks like Bradley Cooper or <laughs> something's going to happen. But for no. her to say, no, some dude I used to bang it out with looks like this guy. Exactly woof, right. That exactly. wasn't good, man. Your boy did not need that. It was in my head all so. night long. Then we go to dinner later, and I, it, I, so there I am thinking about it. I was right. like, there's going to be a substantial bill put on this table, and mm-hmm. all I can think about is, uh, you know, Alliance is Bradley Cooper. I just wanted to strangle the dude. Like, I, you know what I mean? I was like, this shouldn't be bothering me because I'm not a jealous person. Like, I'm not really. But for some reason, to know there we are in the theater, and she's just like, feet up, like, oh my God, look at him. And it's like, oh, so you used to sleep with the dude who looks like this. Was was outside of you sitting there having this weird, like, cuckold thing going on or whatever? Do it! Just, just getting big. Both of our seats wet. Outside of outside of that, was that movie any good? So here's the thing. Most women are going to be like, oh my God, so good. But as a, as a movie your woman's going to drag you to, it's yeah. a little all over the place. 
like that Dave Chappelle character, they just throw in your face middle of nowhere. They make they set it up not at all. They don't tell you who it is or why it's a thing. He just comes in out of nowhere. The movie's a little all over the place, okay. and they get a little guilty of just relying on the fact that you can't wait to hear Lady Gaga sing, and chicks can't wait to watch Bradley Cooper take his shirt off. Now, there's a mo- there's a I'll tell you the end of the movie I didn't see coming. Now I didn't see the originals and all that, right. so I don't know how they wrap up. I don't know all that. But the end of this movie I did not see coming. I'll be honest with you. They kind of throw it to you until the like one minute he tells a story. With his dad, and I'm like, all right, so I know what they're going to do here, right? And then there's a moment where he's singing at the piano with her in their house, and I was I was a little bit like, oh, my God, they might get me right here. <laughs> they might get me. And I did. I kind of fought it. I never totally cried. She, in, honestly, in her tissues the entire way through. Oh, my uh, My girlfriend told me, she went on the salt with her mom. It was either Friday or Saturday night. I, can't, I don't know which night it was. And she told me, she's like, there were people... Just bawling, like oh, yeah. audibly, like not yes. just like not just like you have a tear that comes to your eye and like you know you maybe a couple of them drop. She was like people were audibly like snotting into rags oh, yeah. because they were crying yeah. so hard. The, I, I I couldn't figure out if the, if, if the big. Let's call him fat guy next to me, yeah. like like two seats over. Yeah. If he would, if that was heavy breathing from all the popcorn he was shoveling <laughs> into his face, or if he was like literally crying, like he was all by himself. That seemed kind of weird. Okay. Um, the crowd was exactly what you thought it was. Okay. And I couldn't figure out. I'm like, are these women alone in life, or are you just married to jerks who won't go see this movie with you? Because I'm not going to no chick flick with my wife. Like it seemed like it was a little bit of a mixture of both. What am I gay? Right. Yeah. Like, am I right, queer? Now, I'm gonna go see a Bradley Cooper movie. It felt like that. It felt very much like that, and I felt bad for a lot of women in that theater. Now, I think there should be situations where it's like... You go see I, Fifty Shades with your bras. Y- yeah, but yeah. but at the end of the day, I don't want to go see that. There's stuff you don't want to go see. Go Wait with your mom. Rick. Go with your friends. Like I, I, don't think, I don't think you necessarily have to be like, well, we're both going to go to movies we hate to show each other how much we love you. We can be independent people. Sure. But but at the end of the day... A resistance to go, though, is a different thing. Right. Being a dick about it is something, something completely else. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I know I'm going to get dragged to this, and like I know that. Oh, this so is, she wants to see it again? Yeah, I mean she's going to want to go see it this weekend, I'm sure. But like I- inevitably, I'm going to have to watch this again. You give it two thumbs up, one thumb up. Where where's the final review here? Is it a turd? Not a turd? All right, here's the thing. Like I don't know if she'll drag me to the theater to go see it again, but it'll definitely be like it's on Netflix. Okay, and I'm not going to hate watching it again. Okay, okay. So at least half a turd. Yeah, uh, I mean okay. Bradley Cooper's a talented guy, okay. right? And so like his, I don't know if he actually sang it or if they kind of do that thing where like maybe a mixture, like a whatever he did but he wasn't the worst at it the songs were kind of good um obviously the original stuff that she does lady gaga's amazing let's not i mean yeah let's let's not kid ourselves lady gaga's a for real star she totally has it all the way and um you know again but they they do they kind of play up the fact that she wasn't really you kind of felt like some of it was true like you kind of felt like lady gaga had heard in rooms her entire life while she was still writing for other artists and producing other artists you're like yeah yeah yeah, you have all the talent but nobody's ever going to want to look at you you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you kind of feel like, I mean, they hammered it pretty good in the center of that movie to where it kind of felt like, you know what? They're drawing on some stuff that actually really happened to her. And some of these stories must be, like, legitimately true. So it was good enough for that. Like I said, there was a moment near the end of the movie where they're in their living room and the dog's running around in the background. He's at the, he's at the piano and he's teaching her this song that he wrote, you know, for her. And it's just like there was a moment. Where I was like, oh my god! And I told her before the movie, I was like, I'm an easy cry. I was like, so if, if it's at all like there, I was like, I'm, it'll get me. 
You know, and they almost got me. I had to fight it back just a little bit, but all throughout the movie, I was waiting for it. I was like, dude, come on. I want to play with my inner bitch. Like, I want to cry. Come on, dude. I love my fat girl inside me, dude. I love playing with her, dude. And it just was nowhere to be found. Bradley Cooper's direction of that movie was a little all over the map. It was a little just like, oh my God, man, we're just like all over the place. But yeah, I could see how your woman got swept up in it. So yeah, go take her to it. You won't hate it. Don't cry. You I won't. won't. You're heartless inside. Uh, Fantone's a big piece of stone. <laughs> Just a big rock inside. Derek Lewis gave the best post-fight interview in UFC history. We'll play you some audio. That's next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. I know I promised you some Derek Lewis audio. You're actually going to get it at 7 o'clock because Fantone hit me over the head with something that he kind of buried the lead on us. <laughs> you know, and it's Baker Mayfield's fault because we had to come in here and talk about Baker, like, you know, winning the day yesterday and the Browns win. Otherwise, what Fantone's about to tell us would have been our topic A for the whole program. Apparently, well, you know what? I'm just going to let him tell you. Dude, your woman had quite the experience this weekend. Um, it, was a, it was a shooting in the Hall of Fame city over the weekend. Um, and my girlfriend, just by like wrong place, wrong time, like wrong situation to be in, uh, she was like right there as it happened. She kind of saw it happen. And, uh, Whoa, like to the like to the point where like where she was like she was like I'm sitting at the stoplight, I hear shots, she's like I hear boom boom boom. She's like and all of a sudden you look over at the gas station right there and this dude falls over. And she so at this point she obviously freaks out. She okay. obviously does. Like saw so did she know right away when she heard the noise or was there a little like is that what I think it is or like did she could she see it to the point of where she saw like the weapon I don't I don't I don't think she saw the weapon like the act of the okay. murder happen okay. no I do not I do not believe she saw that interesting um but she did she like I said she was sitting at the stoplight she heard you know shots fire and saw somebody fall wow and as that happens Creepy. like like I said she freaks out kind sure. of um, she just pulls. She said, "She's like, I just ran the red light." She's really? like, "I just wanted to get out of there." Well, what and I'm else like, "Well, do? yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do, dude? You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea who's... who they are right. and whether or not they saw you is the more important. Thing. What the circumstances are, what's going through that person's head mentally, or or, or, or whatever it is. So, like, wow. well, and I guess you do know because they obviously just murdered somebody right there. So, um, she was a, a witness to it, and I. I don't know what the circumstances of all this are, but the guy that filmed the video of it happening, I know him really well too. So like, oh, yeah. So I know two people essentially who were witnesses to this murder. So you've seen weekend. a piece of video. Yeah, it's not like video of it happening. It's the immediate aftermath. So somebody I knew was at that gas station at that time as well, and okay. they, as soon as it happened, they started filming. They started like, "Oh my God, this is what just happened." You know, interesting. Where was this? Um, it was the BP on Tusk right there, dude. So like, right seventy seven in Tusk, right there at that BP. Like, as you get off, whoa. I mean, that's the gas station where that popped off at. So like, Jeez. you know, there's so many situations in life, and I guess you can call Canton all Canton terrible if you want to. Nah, I'm but not gonna. People, but people are like. Oh, you know, if people just would be in, you, you don't put yourself in a bad situation and you're not going to find anything bad happening to you. And I have zero clue what this murder was about. I have zero clue what the story is. But occasionally in life, you're just wrong place, wrong time. You see something, you're a part of something. All of a sudden, something's happening in front of you. And it's like, God damn, dude, it just feels very real. You know what I'm saying? Like what once upon a time kind of felt like a, yeah, well, people get killed in Canton. Like people get murdered. Now it's like I have to talk to my girlfriend about this situation where it's like, I, you know, like where she's all upset about it and stuff and i'm like well 
Do you remember when this was? Saturday. I was okay. gone. I was gone all weekend. That's right. You were in New York. Yeah, I was, dude. I, and that's the thing is, like, there was so much crap that happened over the weekend, and I was gone for it. And I was just hammered, drunk the entire time. And it's just like she's, you know, she's, she's like, oh my god, Bradley Cooper, and I saw someone get murdered, and all this crap. And <laughs> oh I'm my just, god, I'm just a whole bottle of vodka drunk on Saturday. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. And oh it was just, god. yeah. So it, I mean, it, it was definitely, it was definitely something. And like I said, I mean, I, people get murdered all the time. So it's not like I'm going to try to like, boy, I feel so bad for my girlfriend for like, you know. No, but she's got to be spooked this morning. 100 percent, dude. 100 percent. She was definitely upset about it. And it was just kind of like, you know, once again, like. Oh, my God. To think now, again, this is terrible. This is worse for somebody else's family here, obviously. Right. But for Fantone now. Do your woman brand new house? You guys yeah. just bought it. You yeah. go away for the weekend. She sees this happen, and right. she has to spend the like she has to be alone in the house. Right, and it's just like son of a. And like I said, I was zero help, dude. Just as intoxicated as I've been in the last decade, like an entire bottle of vodka in a day, like daytime too. We're not even talking about like oh, I got it all the way up to midnight. No, By no, the time no. it was like five six o'clock, a whole bottle of vodka was gone, and I'm just like, what do you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And she's like, not be a drunk idiot. I hate you. And I just felt awful. You to know, come but, home. Yeah, to come home. But dude, there's no was, way. No, not when you're that drunk. No, you can't take an Uber that far. Now, ha- no. Now, had you been sober, would you have felt the temptation to leave? Would you have sure, pulled out of there? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, what if 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 I were sober, if it was like I had just gotten there, there probably would have been some temptation. Like, turn to. around, I gotta go home. And there's, you know, don't get me wrong. There's definitely something to be said about like, well, you make a commitment to your friends or whatever, and hey, this is what we're doing. But there's emergencies in life that you have to take care of. Yeah, I don't know. Your woman's safety's probably on that list, right? Now, it's not like she was ever in danger. You, you know what I mean? That. And like, well, in the sense of like, in the sense of she wasn't a a a part of anything. It's not like she was in like a bad situation of like. You know, it's not like somebody came. It's not like somebody came, kicked down the door. That you know, that 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 that's yeah, one thing. That's very. Different. I mean, to, right. to be to be to be witness to something sucks, but like, I don't know. I just felt bad, dude. I did, and like I said, I mean, I was I was just hammered, drunk, and it was like you you just have this feeling of helplessness, and like, what do you do here? Like, what's the what's the move? Well, the point you made that that's totally valid is you know people say you know well you just. Don't put yourself in bad situations. Well, a gas station in one of the right. busiest sections of the right. city, like you, like I, I've said about Tusk, like I've made the joke a hundred times. I got to get that street out of my life because of how congested it is. Because everything you want to do on that end of town is within that three mile block right there. So it's like it's there's always so many. So what are you going to do? Avoid that area? You can't do it. No, it's just Every, not possible to do. No, everything you everything you need is right there. Now I guess, like I said, I mean, you can just make the point of like, well, maybe you just need to avoid Canton as a, as a whole. Maybe nah. you just never even go into the Hall of Fame. Say maybe the whole place sucks, but like. I don't know. I just, I, I, I just did. I mean, I felt bad for her. Obviously, you feel bad in this situation for for whoever's family because somebody just lost somebody. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a, uh, not not a good thing. There's a lot of ripples that come with murder. You know what I mean? You throw that rock into the lake, and that thing ripples for a little while. Jeez. All right. Well, dude, come on. I mean, you kind of drag and drug us to a strange place. Give me one good story from the boys' weekend. Oh. I mean, did you guys get all hammered and like you know yeah, masturbate so, each other. Uh, like of what? Course, <laughs> no. What happened? Of course, as soon as you get there, dude, it has to go to gayness. Like somebody in there. There's seven dudes together. Pull your like, pants out, spank them. Right, well, come on now. Um, so strange. Now these dudes all got. 
guys that I primarily went to high school with. Um, That's we, cool that you guys are still buddies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, you know, you have no other no other opportunity to make this happen unless you make it happen. Oh, we'll hang out one weekend, and it's like, no, we won't. If we don't say like specifically, this is the date. And after the hangover, no dudes are allowed to have this weekend anymore. But I did hear a story about you. Uh, there was a dude there. Uh, Stansbury and I went to the same high school, a good eight years apart eight years from apart, each other. Right. So like, yeah, I'm older. We kind of have like some associates where it was like, oh, okay, you so you hung out. No with people who know people. Yeah, yeah, somewhere along there. Right. So, so this one Here dude, he's you know a decent amount older than me. I think six, seven years older than me. So he's close like, to my age. He's like, hey, you do that show with Stansberry, right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's me. He's like, dude, I remember this one night. He wanted to fight this kid in Macedonia, and it was this whole big deal. And it's Pat Williams. I don't know if you remember yeah, I him. Remember Pat. So he's all like, dude, he's ready to kick this guy's ass in Macedonia. And we're all pumped for it. We're all excited. And then Stansberry no shows. And I'm like, well, that sounds about well, right. I, I don't remember. The, I don't remember the circumstances of that, but I'm sure I had a good reason. <laughs> yeah, something else I'm sure being afraid, dude, <laughs> being afraid is a good reason. I have no idea. I don't, I, I, I remember there was a lot of that in school back then. I'm like, your ass. <laughs> at three okay. o'clock high. Uh, uh, all right. I don't remember. And then you didn't show. Yeah, I'm sure I it was like, you know, well, let's go to fun and stuff and sit. You know, I'm sure it was one of those. I have no idea. I, uh, I guess maybe we should get Pat on the horn, find out, find out the tail end of that story. I don't, I don't have that for you. The best Post-fight interview in UFC history, the Connor and Khabib mess, and the huge black eye it is for the UFC. If you walked away thinking MMA won on Saturday night, you're dead wrong. We'll wrap all that up together. That will be next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000 momentarily. Talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on uh, the Browns' big win yesterday. Indians' task at hand still later this afternoon. Talk to him as we do every Monday. Do so at 8 o'clock. I'm an MMA fan. I like UFC. Have for a while. I'm a fan. I enjoy it. And I understand Conor McGregor is great for the sport. We're going to get there. I'm also a Joe Rogan fan. I have yet to watch his new stand-up special, Strange Times, on Netflix, but I normally like him. Yeah. His podcast is pretty good. I enjoy him. Yeah, I think across the board, you can kind of look at Joe Rogan and at the very least respect him. I mean, he's pretty well educated on everything he speaks on. Sometimes it's like, eh, I don't know if I agree, but like, I, I, I always give him the benefit of the doubt. He should have it. He is one of those guys that he's got talents across multiple boards, mm-hmm. and so that is, is is impressive and to be respected. You're right. Yeah, and there's a little bit of like... Yeah, I guess especially from our view of like, man, when you have a mastery of that much, when you can do that many different, be that many different things to that many different like groups of people. Long, yeah, dude, you've obviously got some talent there. It's impressive. And Joe handles like the post-fight stuff and the commentary for the UFC has for a while. He was very early. He yeah. was one of the one of the first guys to like come to the UFC. And I believe one of the best post-fight interviews I've ever seen and or heard. Happened Saturday night, and it had nothing to do with Conor McGregor. Derek Lewis is a fighter in the UFC, and he's what they call a brawler. A lot of people, a lot of UFC purists don't love him because he's not very technical. That he just manhandles you, and he's got power in those hands. Yeah, God, that would suck to watch. Well, again, some of these, okay. some of UFC fans, they're kind of like music fans. They're kind of starting to get a little too like hipsterish about their sport. Oh. Johnny Come Lately, these people okay. don't know enough. They're just they're here for the single. They okay. don't they don't love the catalog. They're, they are getting like that, and we're all like that with our stuff. Okay. Okay. But Derek Lewis gave one of the best answers I've ever heard ever post fight. We have it. We're gonna run it for you. Let's take I'm a listen. Here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? 
My balls was hot. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Man. I understand. So he took his pants off? Yeah, the guy was hot. He just got done whooping somebody's ass. He's hot. And, you know, he had to take his pants off. His balls were hot. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> My balls was hot. Okay. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this. Welcome to the Friday Auto Reel, Derek Lewis. For sure. For sure. Hall of Fame member of the Friday Auto Reel. For sure. Now, when we get a great piece of audio here at the Sandsbury Show, you guys know what we love to do with this. It's It sounds great regular. But if you slow things down, they normally get funnier. Let's We're going to find out if this holds true with Derek Lewis. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it does. It holds true. It holds true. I understand. Yes. And Joe's fought. Joe probably does understand. You're right? He's yeah, no, I'm sure they're pretty sweaty down there. All right, so that was great. Okay, but the main event was Connor v. Khabib. And I had said on Friday that the danger of this fight is that if Khabib wins, you now no longer care about Diaz McGregor 3 as much as you once did. As a matter of fact, Diaz is fighting right around the corner here. And I'm not sure people are going to care about that fight as much now. That this fight, that yes, we deserve it. I wanted to see it, even though I didn't. I watched it Sunday morning. I have now seen the fight, but I didn't watch it in real time. I was bartending a wedding. So I didn't get a chance to see it in real time. That I like the fight. I get it. I understand why the UFC did it. But if Connor loses, then you're going to have problems. Now, there's a lot going on here. I know every, we got to get to the mess that happened after the fight. But the UFC took a big black eye here that nobody wants to talk about yet because of the post-game madness that happened with Khabib and his crew. And that is Dana White's been under fire for about 18 months about not paying his fighters. We've heard the biggest stars talk about it. Steve Bay was talking about it. Multiple stars have said, we're not being paid right. Conor McGregor showed you Saturday night why Dana White is hesitant to pay every fighter in the UFC. Because when you get paid... You show up out of shape, you show up not really caring about the fight, and then now you're not any good. I've said this a thousand times. You play football because you want to. You play basketball because you kind of can, you kind of want to. It's kind of fun. Getting punched in the face, getting straddled, and having a three, you know, 200 and some pound man on you all night. No, I know the fight the other night, these guys were on 155. But carrying somebody's weight, it's not fun. Getting punched in the face is not fun. You fight because you have to. But Connor's got the money, he's got the fame, he doesn't need it anymore. This is the best reason. If Dana, do Dana fight wins now. He's got to keep you hungry. Otherwise, the fights aren't going to be any good. You saw it. What happened the other night was Rocky Clubber Lang. And Khabib was hungry, bro. And he came in there ready to win. Ready to give you ready. And that was real hatred. But Khabib, you won the fight and then lost the night. You can't jump over the cage, start attacking people in the crowd over your anger with Connor and his crew. And then your crew comes in over top of the cage, and the guy in the red shirt, I forgive me, I forget the guy's name, I know people have posted it, punches Connor McGregor in the face. You can't have that. You can't have that. And UFC fan, you know why you shouldn't be retweeting it and celebrating it as hard as you are? This is why you're always going to have to pay $70 a fight, because no network wants that on TV. A lot of loss for the UFC. A lot of losses. 
I mean, I'll agree with you 100% that certainly the next fight, and this is more about Connor losing than anything, is certainly cheapened. I mean, you've lost your last two fights. I can remember two fights you've been in in the past. It feels like three years, and you've lost both of them, one to Mayweather and one to Khabib right here. So, like... Oh, God, the, good the, point. So, the, so point. the, so the like, the baddest man on the planet, the Mike Tyson, like, oh, yeah, dude, I can't be beat. No, I'm, I'm so, I'm such a, I'm, you know, and it's like, no, you're not, dude. Like, you, you lost. Well, like, now, again, you, you, we both recognize UFC different than boxing because you, everybody does lose yeah. in this sport. So there's that. But you are, but that does, it does not negate your point. You're still right. And, 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 and the concept there of like, well, you and I say that because you and I talk about MMA pretty frequently. Even me, who I don't view myself as like a heavy MMA guy, I probably watch it and talk about it more than most average American males. You're, an, you're a UFC observer, not fan. Yeah. So like that being said, like... The thing you knew about it as like the average American male, not the average UFC fan, just somebody that they're trying to get over to their side, right. somebody that they're trying to get to the umbrella. A football fan. Yeah, and I've you know I've watched some, and I like to see guys get punched in the face, and that's cool. The fact Conor McGregor loses undercuts everything. 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 I mean, from the points of like pay per views, uh, everything. Well, and, well, 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 then ideas fight me next. That doesn't. I mean, that's even out of my picture. I'm just saying, what is the next like? Any MMA fight, it, it undercuts everything. The fact that he lost. Um, Dude, and, I'm being t- sorry, but I'm being told it was a hundred dollars Saturday night to rent that fight. A lot of money. Jesus, yeah, a lot that's of a money. It's a lot. Um, and then, as far as like the aftermath goes, I I, I, I don't care because I, I really don't care. But like, I, I like I like I like the males in the palace. I liked when they were fighting fans out in the NBA. Like, there's something cool about it. There's something about it to me. Where it's what you're not, not the, supposed to see. It's not the sport, and that's right. the thing too. Is a lot of guys are gonna be like. Well, you know, the way they do this and the way they do that, it's like, well, I want the sport to be played as the sport, but the, the sideshow of like, dude, yo, this is, that's what I love about wrestling. And it felt so WWE well, to me on Saturday it. night, dude. But that, there's so a, that's what it felt like. Yeah, but there's another loss for the UFC. You're not wrong on that, but there's another loss for the UFC. Because UFC fans are going, oh, Connor's just waiting to be the next WWE star. And if if the UFC becomes the fast track to the WWE, this sport's in trouble. It is. It, yeah. it, 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 you can't be that. I mean, you cannot be that. I, we've talked many times about, well, do we think sports are fixed, or who's the fix in on? Is it referees? Is it screwing over him? Or what is what's but happening you can fix there? Fights faster than anything else. And that being said, dude, once you once you introduce the concept, the of, doubt even right that this is a possibility that this could be happening, dude. It it honestly, like I, I mean, from across the board, whether it's the next fight night on Fox or whatever, to the next MMA or UFC two thirty or whatever it is, dude, the whole thing, like. Two thirty. Now, yeah. now, now, do I think that some of that showmanship and some of that like you need a little you do sizzle, sure you do, but when it undercuts the entire integrity of what you're doing, that's where the problem is. And from when Conor McGregor came over and threw that dolly at that bus, I have honestly and then Brock Les- it. and then Brock Lesnar comes in and he he walks yeah. in there and knocks everyone out of the way. And it's, it's hard just to like, argue. It, it is. It, and, and and to me, I guess, or maybe most American guys, they probably don't care because it's like, dude, I just want to see entertaining things on my television. Go ahead and fight. But for UFC purists, dudes who look at me and are like, oh, you don't know the rear naked chokehold reversal, blah, blah, blah. Dude, th- how can you watch it anymore? You're right. You, you, no, you got to open this net. You do. You got you to let the averages in. You have to. Otherwise, otherwise, the thing will never succeed on its own. Now, again, our boy Dustin's saying he'd rather see Khabib Diaz now. And... Yeah, I could. I would watch that fight. I think Dustin wants to see that fight. I think a handful of guys want to watch that fight. Does Middle America want to watch that fight? I don't think so. Now maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think that that's a pay per view juggernaut. 
McGregor Diaz was going to be. It's very much like Tiger Phil, right? They're, they're going to do that pay per view match, but they were both so goddamn awful in the Ryder Cup. It's not worth anything now. McGregor, anyone is the thing. And yes, he lost. You're right. And he lost. And he lost. So it's like the whole thing. I don't care who else. Well, Nate Diaz is a better fighter. Well, Khabib's a better fighter. Nobody effing cares. It doesn't matter. Where's Conor McGregor? It doesn't matter. But he lost, and now it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. In a sport where it's okay to lose, this loss feels worse than that. And Khabib, you won the fight, lost the night. And that's terrible. You know how bad your antics have to be for Conor McGregor to come out the good guy? Imagine what would have to happen by an opponent for Floyd Mayweather to look like the good dude. Good grief. And again, UFC fighters, you're never getting paid now because you saw what happens when you when you get a little money, when you get a little taste. Again, man, football is different. You can be from Jackson and play football, especially the way they play it now. Think Cody Garbrandt's life was easy? You think he chose to get punched in the face for a living? No, bro, because Shockton's tough. When you're fighting, bro, it's for it's that get me out of here stuff. That ain't you, dude. You're not coming from Jackson. You're not. You're from the south side of Youngstown, the wrong side of Coshocton, Lorraine, Illyria, tough. Get me out of here. That's that fighting life, bro. And as soon as you give them that money, they start getting fat. They start getting lazy. Start looking around. Life gets comfortable. What am I doing this still for? Fighting's because you have to, man. And that's why Dana don't want to pay fighters. Because once you do, the fights aren't much. Khabib came in Clubber Lang style, hungry, bro, and took that fight. Joe Rogan said it best. That was a mauling that happened the other night. And sure enough, it was. Shout out to Khabib, man, but you ruined it. Can't jump out of the cage. Can't act like a 10-year-old when you're done. Disgusting. Your shot at $1,000 happening right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45, and the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off is at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flag 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another shot at $1,000 coming up at 8. Also, Scott from winningnextyear.com. He's banging on the officiating up and early this morning on Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm interested to get his take on that. Okay. So we'll do that at 8. Also, there's a picture of me at Facebook.com slash Sansbury Show. Also at my Instagram, Dan.Sansbury, of me and a Michigan, University of Michigan t-shirt. I posted it yesterday. I said, relax. I have an explanation. So I'll give you that explanation of why I was in a Michigan shirt over the weekend coming up at 930. People were not real happy about that. Also, I... Uh, Social media story that got myself in a little bit of trouble over the weekend. We'll address that coming up at 9 o'clock as well. So I don't know the answer to this question I'm about to ask. Was this Facebook hack real or not? Because now our social media person here in this building just posted 10 minutes ago via his Facebook page a meme that says, and just like that, everybody on Facebook believed their accounts were hacked and getting hacked because of of a message someone copy and pasted. So are we at the point where this Facebook hack actually happened or are we just so accepting of the fact that this can happen that we barely pick our heads up and hear about it? We just assume that it did happen. I I think the answer to all this is yes. Okay. So what what what's going on here from what I could have get what I gathered over the course of the weekend is that there was a pretty significant hacking of like data information stuff that Facebook stores from you 
on a regular basis where when you sign up and say, can Facebook blah, 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 and you say, yes, I don't care. I just want to be able to see these pictures. That's what they're doing is taking your data. Like, what do you click on? What do you observe? What do you read? What videos do you watch? That that was taken. I think what everyone is doing right now over the past like 12 to 24 hours with it is putting, oh my gosh, there was a hack. If you get a friend request from me, don't click on it. I don't think that's happening as much as people are making it out to be. I think that initial first hack hit the news wave and then somebody kind of exploited that paranoia, that feeling of to like, watch people freak out, to watch people freak out and copy and paste stuff because people will. I mean, I people are so dumb and so desperate where it's like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll share that fine. You, you know what? What's interesting here? Inducing a panic is a crime. Now, I know it's just your Facebook account being hacked, but you got to wonder, are we going to move that line to involve that where it's like, dude, making well, people freak out on social media is no is no longer acceptable? I, it's very it, and I, I get your I take your point of like, dude, it's just your Facebook account. Shut up. Who cares? Whatever. But think about it, how much it, stuff is tied to it. That's what I was going to say. I mean, whether we're talking about like banking information, which plenty of people have information on healthcare stuff where it's like if you've ever logged on to your insurance page or your doctor's you know website or whatever it is or, or anything phone? like that or anything. Right. Like anything, anything you like, like like everybody alive in the realm of you've made a financial decision. You've made a purchase. You've entered your credit card information. You've entered your you banking app on your phone. You right, know you do. You're just all over the place dude and and yeah i mean i get your point of well it's just facebook who cares but like all that stuff if you did that in the real world of course that's a crime of course that's interesting right of course there's something there it's interesting if you were to induce panic like that over like a major news story like if you fabricated a shooting you'd have a problem remember back in the day the radio shows would get in trouble for faking celebrity deaths you were you were freaking you weren't allowed to do that so it's like are, are we going to turn i mean the internet's the next frontier one of the things that I'm just kind of looking at reading right now, it, it talks about the fact that they don't know and haven't been very open Facebook here. What is really going on is really what's going to be the biggest problem here for them because until people get an idea of what's happening, we're all going to assume the worst. And now it's going to sure. be, and now it's going to be the blackmailing me or somebody's coming, somebody's coming for it. Or it's going to turn into like, well, the Russian trolls are coming to get us. Or it's going to turn into like, well, China's coming to get, you know what I mean? Like people's worst fears here are, uh, you don't, you don't have anything else to go off of. It, there's going to just be more and more rumors, more and more disinformation, more and more people sharing stuff that's just factually incorrect. Here. Okay, now I don't know. This is how naive to this stuff I am. Ignorant, I guess, is the okay. word to like these kinds of hacks and this kind of stuff. That I would imagine this message that I have in one of my pages is not great. Where this guy I don't know, but again, most of my people that I'm friends with on social media, I don't oh. know, right? Send me this message. Now I did not open it, but it was on Saturday. And it gives you like kind of like the, the paperclip like thing of, hey, there's an attachment in here. It says, this is you, question mark, then my name, then the smiley face emoji. Like that I know is like, dude, click here to your peril, right? right. Yeah, that very so, much feels like but that. But this is my question. Is that indicative of the fact that the fact that the message is in there? Is it is being in there enough for me to have been hacked here, or if I still need to click there? For, like this is where I don't know. This is where I'm dumb. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, being within the Facebook site is your best bet. Once you start linking out to something else, but like so much of like well, what, what we what post happens, there is right, linked out. Is linked out and because like, so, we want the clicks, right? Is we want you to go to wkyc.com. Right. Wkyc wants you to go to you know wkyc.com. Where Facebook does not. 
Facebook just wants you in within the site of the site there. Um, so anything in a message that's either A, directing you out, or B, is an attachment like, hey, check from this out. From somebody you don't know? Feels 100% like you should stay away from it. Um, like, if you send me attachments, I know. I'm like, all right, yeah. but you see again, but if somebody clones your account, that's how they get you, right? Yeah, you and I feel like there's something, but you're right. Exactly. It's going to be someone that you're familiar with, or a, a website, or an email that looks like it's like, oh, hey, this is from work. I'll click on this. And yeah, that's 100% where they get you. Up in the top right corner of your Facebook page, there's like a yes. settings thing. Yeah. And once you click into settings, uh-huh. All right, there I'm, is, I'm going along with you. There is, it can tell you where you're logged in at. Yes. Security and login. Click yes. on that. And then it shows you all these different places within the past. For me, it's week where it's like, okay, you logged in from Canton, Ohio. You logged in from Canton, Ohio. Via your Google, you logged in, you know, through Maslin, Ohio. And if you see something in there that doesn't look right, that's when you got hacked. That's when you can tell, like, Wait, what is this? Why is this in, in Arizona? I haven't been to Arizona. That's when somebody else via another web you know, machine is, is accessing your account. All right, so I'm looking at all my sessions recently. iPhone 8 Plus, Bowerston, Ohio. That was me. Yeah. iPhone 8 Plus, Broadview Heights, Ohio, me. Greentown, iPhone 8 Plus, Greentown, Canton, Canton, Canton. I'm logged in right now on my Windows PC at work. Right. So all these look like me. Then you, I mean, now that, is, am I going to be like, oh, Sansbury, you're no, fine, you're, you're clean bill of health. But like, as far as I can, as, as I've known, that's a good way to tell, has there been suspicious activity within my account here? Very interesting there. So, 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 so again, this is what makes it interesting. Is like, yeah, 10 people could have gotten hacked. Doesn't necessarily mean it's like a, this massive breach. <laughs> we just talked for 10 minutes. Well, 50, no, 50 million people's data was, was looked at. Oh, that sounds but, a lot. But like they don't lot. but they don't know what's happened or they haven't been upfront about what's happened. Was that data looked at and was it stolen? Was it, you know, is that going to be something that gets like I said blackmailers or 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 you know, a million different things that could happen when we don't know, we're going to fear the worst and you got to tell us what's happening right this now. This is this is a very interesting thing about life right now with technology is that I <laughs> Like one of my things on my to-do list today is to sit down with all my accounts, re-update my because honestly, if you you could grill me in a chair today for my Netflix login information, uh-huh. and I would have zero clue what uh-huh. it is because nobody asks you to do it anymore. This is the cell phone effect of like storing phone numbers. Okay, right? It's the same thing. It's like now you automate. Uh-huh. And dude, why do you think Facebook is like linking up with every other app in the world? Of ah, just log in with our app. You don't gotta remember your information. We're, we'll take care of it. Right? And there's a lot of that. Where it's like, so I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I should figure out what my Hulu passwords are, my Netflix, and I should just, I should get everything streamlined. I should redo it, probably do for this. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to think all show long about how I'm going to do that immediately after the show. I'm going to spend two hours at my desk, make sure I'm adulting right, getting everything right, get doing all this stuff. And then 11 o'clock is going to hit and I'm going to go, it's going to be 85 today. I kind of <laughs> want to play with my eight iron and I'm going to get the hell out of here and I'm going to go play golf. And it's like, then my life's going to be screwed and everybody's going to take my identity. God, I got to get boned up on this. You do. You do. We just talked about it for 10 minutes, and the point is, is nobody knows what the F's happening still. Nobody. We got zero clue. Well, that is the Sandsbury <laughs> show. That's I mean. We're consistent, bitch. Like, that's our thing. Consistency. And we'll get back to it next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on the Browns game yesterday. I'll, uh, well, I'll spoil it just a little bit. He's been hammering the officials. Both during the game yesterday, all morning this morning via Twitter, at WFNYSkies, how you follow him. And uh, he's been murdering them. So he's got an issue with, with the officials. I think the NFL has an issue with no, the there's officials. There's no denying that, yeah. I agree. All right, so I said last week uh, sometime on the program that now that I'm entering into this relationship with this woman who has children, I've not met these 
children yet. We're trying to do this smart, not trying to rush into all that. And I've said many, many times, I don't want to be one of these guys that's in and out of a kid's life. You got a timetable in your mind or do you feel one? I've always said six months, but you know how it is when you meet somebody you like. It's like, well, I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. We both have, we, we, we skirt the issue a lot when we talk about it. We both say, yeah, maybe not that long, but we're not quite there yet. Not the smart thing to do yet. I was going to say, probably better to play on the side of caution, err on the side of caution, but. Longer is better than sooner. Yep. Um, I've asked, I said, where are you in this with them at all? And, you know, her daughter's around 14. And uh, she's like, my daughter is aware of the idea of you. And she and she's in support of that because she can she's picking up on the fact that I'm happier. And she's she's in support of that. She's like, but we're still kind of not like this is who it is. This is what he does. This is what's happening here. Now, I I, I think smashing genitals has always been complicated. Um, But at the end of the day, well, everyone's like, dude, it's just so hard to date in 2018 when you're middle age and blah, 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 blah. It it is. It's tough. To throw kids in that mix. God damn, does that got to be tough, man. I'm glad I am not in that situation. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but you make room for people. And I said last last week on the program that part of what's going to happen then is I'm going to be a hypocrite on a ton of stuff. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that dude that got a thousand of my views. I'm going to have to walk back and go, well, I mean, right. but I didn't know. I mean, you guys were right. All right. Okay. I'm the guy that's happy to say he was wrong. Yeah. And if new opportunities and information presents itself, you should change your opinion on things and, and, and grow as a person. So, okay. Well, what'd you, what? Tell, so, me, tell me what's happening. I don't know how I feel about something. <laughs> I don't know. She hasn't told me what to think yet. So I don't know. Right, but I read another one of these, you know, opinion blog type things that Thrillist. All right, okay. Now this woman says it's all about restaurants and children in them. Okay, okay. Now I have long said, give me a child-free section in a restaurant. I still think it's a smart idea, right? I still think it's a smart idea to, you know, kind of court the young professional a little too much money on, you know what I mean? Because they don't have to buy braces and stuff. Get them in there buying the twenty-seven dollar omelet, right? I think it's probably a good idea, right? But this woman's like now saying, look, I'm not talking about those ultra hip restaurants downtown and in, in whatever city you live in. But she's talking about like in the suburbs, that place that's a little bit more upscale than the chain. That okay. like that 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 okay. mom and pop restaurant that's trying to pull in that downtown crowd a little bit. She's like, here's her whole thing. Okay. It should be people only with their kids from five to six thirty. She's like, you gotta give us this hour and a half window here. Where we still get to go to these places that's, you know, farm fresh and like all this stuff. And we still get to eat a decent dinner, but I can have my kids with me while we're doing it. So she's saying that, it okay, so I should be able to bring my children here at this time. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I think the hour is crazy. I think the hour and a half, the time is crazy because that restaurant needs happy hour. Like... Alcohol is what sells the bill. That's the reason why your your waiter and waitresses are always trying to sell you the booze on top of it because that's where the money is. As a matter of fact, we had dinner Friday night, and a lot of that bill was the fact that she kept drinking wine. Yeah, I mean, after work too, five o'clock, five fifteen, five thirty. Gotta get a couple belts in you. That's that's prime time. Stop for a drink with the coworkers you like. Talk crap about the boss, then go home, have sex with your wife, and and, and fall asleep watching Family Guy. That's one hundred percent. So I'm a hypocrite here because six months ago I'd have been like, oh, lady, quit your crying, quit your bitching, hire a babysitter's no big deal. But in like a year, I'm gonna want to eat at that restaurant, and she's gonna be like, well, we got the kids. What what what, what do we do? 
and I'm going to want to be like, well, but let's just go anyway. And so there is like something here, right? Where it's like, you do kind of have to like let people eat. Well, yeah. And I guess you have to open up your doors and allow people to come in and whether they have kids or not. Now, certainly if dude, if you're a business owner and you make the decision, I don't want children in my, in my restaurant. Fine, dude. It's your prerogative to do so. I I 100% support that ability. Hell, if you want to do a 25 and over after seven o'clock or whatever the case is, once again, dude, I mean, you you know, you're, 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 you're a business owner and you can do what you want. Um, I just don't, this idea of like, well, kids are never going to be a part of my life if I don't have kids. It's like, dude, there's a million things. When I walk out the door into the world, I know there's crap I don't want to deal with every single day, sure. dude, every single yeah. day. But I like still me. I still have to go buy things. I still have to go do things. I still have to like deal with the, all right, well, sorry, you know, I told you last week, I saw some guy crap his pants in the middle of the mecca of consumerism, and I didn't want to see that. But it's like, well, dude, you're in the real world. Welcome to outside. It's a dangerous place. Like, like here we go. Okay, now here's, now here's let's be clear about what this woman's saying. She goes, stay in the bar. Just give us the dining room. Because what she's saying here is she's not necessarily against the people who could sit next to your kids and not have a problem with it. Okay. She doesn't want to watch you roll your eyes over the fact that her kids are done doing that while she's eating in this nice restaurant. And I was like, all right, she's not wrong because that's what we do. That's what the childless do. Yeah. And we sit there at our tables and we go, oh, God, bad parent. Because we have no idea what it's like to stop people from putting peanut butter and jelly sandwiches into DVD players. We don't know that. Now we're all just getting soft. I don't want to have somebody roll my eyes at you. I don't I don't want a baby crying next to me. I Well, there's a bajillion things I don't want, dude, but here we sit. So I can understand the desire, but again, I don't want to go full turncoat on who I am as a person <laughs> inside. Like I said, dude, she hasn't told me what to think yet. I don't know how. I don't know where I come down on this yet. But I can understand this woman's plight now a little bit because as a guy who has to schedule now around some of this stuff, I know some of you are laughing so hard in your car right now going, we tried to tell you, dude, you haven't even met him yet. And you're already in here talking to us about how hard it is. I know, man. I know. You know what? I'm just breaking up with her today. I got to tell you, the radio show is easy. Apparently, she used to bang a dude that looks like Bradley Cooper. I'm sure they'll be really happy together. I'll get them back together. Everybody wins. And I can go back to rolling my eyes at people and with your oh, God. This next year of my life is going to be the hardest radio I have ever done in my life. Scott from winningfornextyear.com will get his take on the Browns game. Also get you hooked up with $1,000. That's next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, passing out $1,000 here momentarily. We do it every Monday at 8, but it's a victory Monday today. We talked to our good buddy, Scott, from winningfornextyear.com. Now, Scott, I was keeping up with your tweets yesterday during the game at WFNY Scott's How You Following. And you were banging on the officiating yesterday. Now, the officiating's been suspect in the NFL all season long thus far, but you really found a ton of disparity in the play or in the penalties yesterday with Browns Ravens. Now, Fantone started the show this morning by saying he didn't see anything really egregious. So where's a so, so what was your biggest takeaway with the officiating yesterday? What was the biggest blunder? The, the, well, so, I mean, it's, it's, so when you, see, when you see a penalty disparity, um, you know, much like in the NBA, when you say the Cavs shot 35 free throws and the Wizards shot 12. Right. Um, you know, that's not indicative necessarily of lopsided play or of officiating as much as it is. Maybe the Cavaliers drove to the rim a little bit more often. Maybe the Wizards, you know, settled for mid-range jumpers, and they, you know, and so there's a lot of things that can kind of go into it. Um, you know, the, the the two issues I had is one the the intentional grounding on 
that was not called on Joe Flacco late. It ended up being okay because the Browns okay. held him on third down and 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 they and they got the ball back. Um, but you know there was there was no way that was an attempted pass at um, the, the the streaking running back there. Sure. Um, the the second part. The and, and and my mentions were littered with with dumb people who don't know the rules. But you, when any ever there's an illegal contact. Penalty, Sorry, we send you so many the of those. Does, the, <laughs> the ball doesn't the ball doesn't need to be catchable. Right. So there. So there was contact beyond five yards. Right. Clear. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> and, yeah. Clearly. And uh, and 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 it was not called. It was because the the clear. They said the ball was deemed uncatchable, which is not a variable in that in that penalty. So. I would expect that one, much like the Derek Carr fumble uh, this week, to come back, and they're going to say, hey, we got that one wrong. Uh, good news is, unlike last week, uh, the Browns still were able to find a way to win the football game, and it, and it really doesn't matter. All right, we're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, who is a huge fan of all sport, right? And I know you to be a big Cavaliers fan, right? And we know LeBron left. And I had said about Baker Mayfield, I said, look, I, I was a Darnold guy. I, I, I'm always going to throw myself under the bus because I was wrong. Baker's the kid. He's the right kid for this situation. At least it's looking that way thus far, right? But I had said if Baker Mayfield finds himself in an AFC championship game and it happens to be at First Energy Stadium, it will literally be LeBron who in this town. It will go that way. And I know LeBron's got the, the only title 50-some years here. I get it, right? But I got to tell you. Baker beat the Baltimore Ravens in a regular season game yesterday, and it kind of already feels like LeBron who? I know that sounds crazy, but it kind of feels that way this morning. Now, welcome to what what have you done for me in the last three minutes in the sports fan. I get that. But I got to tell you, man, I feel like I was right on this, that everything else pales in comparison to Sunday at 1, right? I mean, I mean, look, you got the Indians in a playoff series today. And I think people are still looking at yesterday as like, dude, it's Baker Mania. This is now Baker Mayfield's town, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we did a – this is kind of dating ourselves now, but we did a poll back in 2010. Um, and the, and this, was, this was when the Cavs were winning all kinds of 60-game seasons under Mike Brown. Okay. And, and the, this is pre, prior to the championship, clearly. Would would you trade LeBron James right now just to be in the Super Bowl? Not not, not win, win it. it, not win a title, just to be in the Super Bowl. Yes, was the answer. And it was like it was like seventy three percent yes. Yeah. So you know, and 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 so when you when you extrapolate that with the fact that they won a title, so and and LeBron's now thirty three, you know, and so and. You know, you know it is. It 100% is, and this town has desperately wanted a successful quarterback to root for for a very, very long time. Um, you know, good day all around for rookie quarterbacks. You know, Baker had had a lot of drives start at his five or ten yard line and still managed to score some points. Um, you know, Buffalo won, Darnold won, the right. Jets won. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, it's, it's an exciting time for a a league that has forever been a bunch of veterans, right? I mean, it's the, when you talk about the quarterbacks in the NFL for a very, very long time, it's, it's Braze, Breedy, Roethlisberger, a right. bunch of guys who probably aren't right. going to be playing in the next three or four years. So to have, to have this exciting crop of young guys, you know, kind of, you could probably include Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson in there. 
Um, it's it's fun, but it's also it's even more fun to be one of the teams that has one of those guys. It feels like the torch is in safe hands being passed uh, along. It, you know, you, you bring up rookie quarterbacks, and obviously, you know, putting points up on the board is a very important thing to do in the NFL. Um, but a rookie that I think a lot of us were wrong on is Denzel Ward, man. Yeah. I mean, the guy has been nothing but impressive. What do you attribute his success in the first quarter of the season to? Yeah, the only people who I think were really wrong on it were those who were destined to get Bradley Chubb. You know, at that spot, um, you know, because they were they were addicted to the pass rush, which is which is which is important. Um, but there were a lot of reports subsequent to the draft that said Denzel Ward was their number one guy on the draft board. Um, and you know, kudos to the scouting department and for everybody who who was involved in putting that kid there. You know, clearly you're not going to take him number one given the value of the position and you know and the importance of quarterback. But when they had that number four pick, um, you know, they they'd wasted no time in, in taking that kid, and he he's a game changer. Um, you know, he, that, that, that interception was very, very tough to make. That was a tough play to make, let alone to come down with that ball. And he was just spot on all day long. And it was a great rebounding effort all around from that defensive backfield that was just obliterated in Oakland last week. Another defensive question, Scott. Um, obviously, the dude's getting back, and he, he's he's eating the quarterback on a regular basis. And I, I love him, man. I do. But sometimes I get a little bit uh, a tale of two cities with Miles Garrett. Um, a couple of times yesterday, uh, jumping off sides, and it was pretty obvious, too. Is that just what we have to expect when you have somebody who's a pass rusher like that? Or is that indicative of a bigger problem for him? No, he's he's just over. He's aggressive, um, and that, and I think that'll come with time. You know, forget he's only played what seven, eight professional right. football games. Right. So I mean, it's wow. it's, uh, it's weird to think you know it's, you know it's one of those things where you know he's already one of the best pass rushers in football. You know, I think I think he'll get better with that. He likes that two point stance, which Loves I think it. can lend some yeah. some issues when it comes to that because you are you know overly jumpy and you don't have the the hand planted to kind of keep you there, but it's working and. You know, they only, they only sacked Flacco twice yesterday, but there was a lot of pressures that, uh, that, that really disrupted the flow of that game. That's true. As we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, there was plenty of issues with Hugh yesterday. Now, I've been a Hugh defender because, again, what a, what, I think you got to build stability, and I think you don't want to be one of these franchises that's known for running coaches out too soon because then I think that prevents a good coach from wanting to come and take the job. So you're kind of stuck in the middle there on what to do. But it feels like today, even after a win, that the fan base wants to see movement at the head coach position. So is Todd Haley just going to push Hugh Jackson out? Is that the plan? Or are they thinking, let's get through this season, then we'll go get a guy who's like, man, I like Dorsey, they got a roster, I'm going to come in there. But then aren't we just setting up for more teardown, rebuild, and more growing pains yet again next year if you do it? Yeah, I think I think fans need to... I, yes, they probably won yesterday in spite of him. Um, but there's a lot of individuals out there, you know, especially on Twitter. I mean, if that's what right. we're using to gauge fans, um, who are just looking for anything they can find to to say this guy's a bonehead or or doesn't know what he's doing, or you know, or you know, the Rams go for it on fourth down yesterday, up one or up two, and you know, when they could have punted with a minute thirty left, you know, you know, kind of harkening back to last week. And they went forward and fourth and one and got the first down. Right. Um, you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things. You know, same time, same distance, same. You know, is the exact. You know, it was one possession. It was the exact same kind of situation. Um, and you know, Hugh didn't, and they lost. And McVeigh did, and they won. And I think when you when you kind of pile on a lot of these, you know, singular issues, you kind of come to a conclusion. But uh, you know, I think 
I think it's worthy enjoying the win. You know, we don't get a lot of wins on Sundays. Right. We don't get to talk about wins on Mondays very often. So to focus on Hugh, at least today, I think is a little bit misguided for a lot of fans who are just looking for something to complain about. Yeah, I again, I, I've been a defender. I'm going to defend him again today because the one thing everybody can say is that the team has massively improved. Well, I mean, he's overseeing everything. So I know Greg Williams is a pretty good defensive coordinator. Defense looks pretty tough in this and that, but who's at the charge of this thing? And they are that much better than they were last season. They look that much more competitive. So I'm not necessarily sure to be in a hurry to get off of them. And I got to tell you, if Todd Haley was the one calling that play in overtime that calls for Baker Mayfield to make a huge block on a play to be successful in overtime, dude, if in overtime my quarterback has to make a block for the play to be good, I hate the play call. I don't know what that trick play was. That was terrible there. But again, I don't want to nitpick on Victory Monday. Um, and I don't want to underserve the Indians fan base. So as I have a uh, short period of time left, do you see them winning today? Do we extend this series? Are we doomed here? What's going on with the tribe? They got to hit the ball. Um, it's, 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 it's that simple. You know, they ran into it at the end of the playoffs last year, and, and you're seeing it again this year. They, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the pitchers they face so far have been very, very good. Garrett Cole is almost unhittable. But this is a team that you know, did, you know, had, you know, was streaky at times, you know, but was when you build a team to win three, two, three, one, two, one, um, you, you have to, you have to get on base. And for the, the startling lack of runners in scoring position compared to what the Astros have done to this point, um, is, is not good. Now that to that point, Indians were up two Oh on the Yankees last year and, uh, and got bounced. So it's not like this is an insurmountable lead. Um, especially when it comes to baseball. So, you know, again, you know, it's, I hate to say, you know, silly to say must win because it clearly is given the uh, five game series right. today. But I do think, I do think playing at home in front of the home crowd will, will provide a bit Helps. of an energy. Sure. Um, and, and you just have, you just have to hope Tito makes the right calls when it comes to the pitchers. Again, I would leave Tito right where he is. I saw a lot of people calling for his head. I would, I'll take competitive baseball in routinely in playoff series versus obscurity. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We do them every single Monday at 8, but you don't have to wait for him. Just check out winningfornextyear.com. My man, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again, guys. Take care. Have a great day. All right, so we have a shot at $1,000. And, guys, five things you can do to start to look better for your lady. That's next on The Sandsbury Show. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Details. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45. And the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off us at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flash. 106. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.30, I'll give you the excuse on why I was in a University of Michigan t-shirt over the weekend, why I allowed myself to be photographed that way. We'll give you that at 9.30. Also, I uh, got myself into some social media trouble at 9 o'clock. I'll give you that, too. Uh, The woman was furious with me on Instagram. Was unhappy. So we'll address that and why she's wrong at 9 o'clock. What most women want is to be attractive to the fairer sex. Maybe even the same sex. Who knows? But what you want is to be attractive. You want people to notice you. Yeah. Right? Want to make it easier. Yeah. Even if you're in a relationship, I would imagine you still want her looking at you like, yeah, kind of happy I got the guy I got. Yeah. And like, you should want that anyway. You should want the world to think you're attractive, man. I mean, like, you're going out there. You're seeing things. There's people. There's places. You don't want to be gross. Well, see, here's the thing, though. There are going to be people who who will take what you just said and be like, well, you know, you can't put that pressure on people because, you know, 
And so there's going to be that. But yeah, you should want to be attractive. You should want to look better, right? So they have here, I guess, what are a couple of quick, easy ways for you to tweak the way you're looking and get your lady looking back in your direction. Or like I said, if you're single, maybe, you know, gain some positive female attention. So much of the problem with what dudes have available, now it's the blessing and the curse, though, is that like... Women can go from zero to ten, Fast. maybe not easy, but they can do it with enough effort, enough, you know, or at least a zero to a seven. Dudes, you just kind of are what you are, for better or worse. It, 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 it's an amazing story. He's exactly right. So Friday night, I went to the movies, and uh, I had my girl with me, and we were going to go to dinner afterwards, and it was going to be someplace a little bit nicer, right? So we were going to stop at my place, and so I have clothes. She was like, oh, you know what? I forgot to bring something. She stopped. Kohl's, 20 minutes, came out, looked amazing. I was like, yeah, you're totally ready to go. It, it's a little different for guys that way, right? But what they say here, here's a, here's a good tweak. Choose a bright shirt. They say the basic white button-up, it's classic for a reason. Yes, you're going to look great in it. But sticking to your neutrals can make you look a little dull. So they say, get out of your comfort zone. Try a color. Now, not every color is going to be your color, but try a couple. See what you think looks good on you. Get maybe get you know the advice from you know somebody working in the store, but choose a brighter color. Now, I need this advice. I got so many whites, blacks, and grays in my closet, and it's because moving colors around. I'm like, well, I don't know what goes with what anymore. Once you start adding three colors and stuff, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, end of the day, dudes, um, just very much fall into the well. Black goes with everything. White goes yep. with everything, and it's true. And, there, yep. and there's there's definitely something to be said about very it. Very guilty. Um, but so many dudes either have black and white clothes and then they have some brown and orange clothes and then they probably have some scarlet and gray clothes you know what i'm saying and like you just very very infrequently are you asked to like match and like make things happen there i've brought this point up before i'll bring it up again dude somebody needs to capitalize on our inability to dress ourselves and just do the granimals for males like for for grown-ass men where it's like okay if those pants have number three on it and that shirt has number three on it and those shoes have number three on it and the belt has number three on it they can all go together yep go out there and do it but but you can't do twos and sixes together. You got to keep, you gotta keep See, your numbers well, together. Well, all right, I, 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 not to nitpick, but I think what you could do there is all odd colors can go together, all even colors. So do whatever system. you want. But yeah. yeah, set it up. That way you can make, because if you know how to mix your wardrobe, you can actually make a thousand outfits out of what you have. Right. It's just guys don't mix mix around. It's like that goes with those jeans. Like even jeans. Like if I got like three different shades of jeans, I'm like, well, I don't know no, what shirt. Like what, what does that do? So another appearance tweak here. Blot your skin. They, apparently, men's skin is more naturally oil than a women's. So that's good for us. Apparently, it keeps us looking younger longer. But they say by the end of the day, you can just look kind of greasy. Sure. I have this issue. And they say you can buy these um, blotting papers and you just keep them in your desk or at the end table or whatever and just kind of blot your skin. It just honestly, you're going to have a hard time getting guys to do that because it's going to feel dainty. Hell, you don't have to necessarily go into the bathroom and do it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's probably something you would do in the privacy of your own. Um, but I think a lot of dudes with face wash where it's like, they don't even like wash their face on a regular basis. Like so, shower only. And my girlfriend gets pissed at me. She's like, I just don't understand how your skin is so nice. And it's like, you know, you spend decades doing drugs and smoking and blah 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 blah. She's like, I'm putting like ointments on and all this makeup and stuff, and like trying to make this stuff come back to life. And I'm like, eh, dude, it's that's that's the blessing of the man. Like <laughs> you just kind of just go out there and yard. Well, exfoliates the next piece of advice they get. They say 
give your mug a little extra attention. Mm-hmm. They say, you know, obviously those skin cells die on your face, and they say if you're not scrubbing it off with a good scrub, they add up, and, and then that's what gets that produced, like, dry, flaky around your nose, maybe around okay. your forehead, that kind of stuff. So they said add a face scrub to your nightly routine a few times a week to look smooth and fresh. I just, in, in my shower, I've got a thing of, like, I don't know, some sort of face wash that's, like, I do my hair, then my face, then my body. Like, that's it's in the rotation there. Yeah, I have, a, like, I, I think it's Nivea for men I have in right. the shower, and then I have a Another one like at the sink in the bathroom so I can wash my face outside of just when I'm showering. They say trimming your sideburns take you about a minute. But if you're if, if you're keeping, keeping that game tight and you're looking good there, like women are going to notice this. This is like keeping your nails trimmed. It's like you may not think of it, but a woman's going to notice it. I noticed this with Joe Flacco yesterday where, really? well, well, it, it wasn't sideburns for him. It was the back of the neck. But those little things that make it look like you kind of just got a haircut make a huge difference, dude. I've had sideburns since I was like three years old, man, for my entire life. And like, just little Elvis. if I wait and I don't do anything with them, eventually it's like, oh my God, dude, like look at you. And then like, seriously, a minute with uh, a minute with the trimmers and all of a sudden it's like okay well you're, you're back to presentable there yeah, yeah i can take you outside now now the, the last piece of advice they give you on like an appearance tweak to help yourself get noticed and is polish your shoes so i had this question what do you think the percentage now it's going to be more than we think because again people have a misconception of what rock audiences are especially when you start doing a show like this it's more mass appeal rock radio but what is the percentage of guys listening right now whose shoes Need to be like how many oh. like how many pairs of shoes do they have that would actually need polishing? Oh, um, how many how many like well dress shoes do they have? I would hope that most dudes have a pair of black and a pair of browns, but it, at the very least, you'd I'm hope guessing you, not that many. You'd hope you have a pair of black shoes at least one, right? I would think, but okay. they but they even make like black dress shoes now that honestly you don't even really need to shine anymore. Well, I mean, it, it's just like it's it's taking the care of the little details where it's like, eh, it doesn't really matter because nobody's really going to be looking at my feet. But if you look at the big picture, those little things. Or we'll make it pop. You well, know what I mean? Well, like you just said, though, about like fresh haircut. You ever notice that? Those are good feelings in life. They're, fresh haircut and a new pair of shoes, if you get both those together on the same day, that's a good feeling. Like you're feeling like you're doing good. Like you're walking down. All of a sudden, you're walking a little taller. Chin's out. You know? And that's a big thing here is that the better you feel like you look, the more confident you're going to look, and then the more you're going to get a woman's attention. Most guys, you just probably feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, she's too hot, and like this and that, and your chin down, and you're looking at the floor, and a woman will never pay attention to you like that. Like They, they seek out confidence in men. Now, they like to beat it out of you once they, <laughs> once they have you because they want to take over the control center, but while they're looking for you, believe me, they're looking for that confidence. Your shot at $1,000 is coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll also get you hooked up with some garbage tickets for their show October 18th at the Hard Rock. That's next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Yo, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show here with 2020 Vision. Thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute. Now, people ask me all the time, Fantone, would you do LASIK surgery again? And the answer is 100% yes. And the reason why is because I never have to worry about dealing with the inconvenience of glasses or contacts again. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are. I don't have to worry about contact solution. I don't even have to worry about do I have contacts, man. I just open up my eyes and I see 2020. You could be doing the same thing. All you have to do is get the information which is available to you at roholtvision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Garbage is playing October the 18th. Hard Rock Roxino. Uh, no, Hard Rock Roxino is where that is. <laughs> Idiot. Those are separate things. Just a bunch of concert venues. Just, oh. They're playing at them all. They're doing the, they're doing the Ohio tour. Go to Buzzman. Who yeah. cares? Seabody's closed five years. They're going to play it. Get there. Maybe the parking lot even. Who knows? 
Dear God, October the 18th, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park is where that is located. There it is. There it is. Coming to you this morning on a uh, Brown Sacks Free Victory Monday. And I got to tell you, I know we've been banging on the Browns and talking about it a lot this morning, but it just feels good to have optimism around the sport that you care about. I mean, we've been a show for what, almost five years now? Yep. Is, yep. This, is this our second Victory Monday? Third? You know what I mean? Like, literally, it's been a long, long time since on a Monday we were doing this. And it's still fire the coach day. (laughs) Dude, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, being a Browns fan, Fantone always says it. He's like, dude, the thing about the Browns is they're at least, like, when they're bad, they still at least give you enough stuff to talk about. And when they're good, there's enough stuff to be talking about. Like, there are teams in the league that are just bad and, like, there's no storyline. You're sitting at 500. Most teams, most shows, it's like, yeah, all right, I guess. Too early to talk about anything. Not the Browns, dude. We can talk about Super Bowl or we can talk about firing the coach, whichever you guys prefer. Whichever one. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Now, I don't think they get there this year. But I got to tell you. And I said going into, I said Friday. Now, I, I said, ah, I think they the Ravens probably get the better end of this. But they will beat, the Browns will beat a team that they should not beat this season. And I felt like the game was right for an upset. I just didn't think the upset would actually happen. was wrong there. And that game on Sunday has me a little, little worried. And I bet the under in Vegas on the overall wins, five and a half. I felt like the half game is what made a sucker bet that right. you could maybe get to five, but winning six of this year was going to be a little bit lofty. Now, there were some TV experts that claimed it was going to be seven. Seven wins by the Browns. So, I don't know if I feel as safe about my bet today on a victory Monday as I did going into this weekend. Because you got the Chargers, who I know got that win yesterday. But they've been a little slow start to what people thought they were going to be to start the season. So maybe they come in here and, I don't know, you get some Mayfield magic working. And next thing you know, you win this game. And now you got two in a row. There's three right there. The Browns and the, the, the real challenge will be to stack wins. I mean, like, okay, now you're getting them. And like I said earlier this morning... Um, one of the first steps along the ladder of success is like, okay, we'll win a 50-50 shot because like, all right, you're, you're you know, you're a event- pick game. Right. You're never, okay. you're never going to get beat up. Eventually you get punched in the mouth. Everyone gets knocked out sooner or later. Um, but the Browns for the past two years couldn't win that. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. And right. yesterday you saw it so many times, dude, where the defense, they bent and they bent and they bent, but they didn't break. They didn't break. They didn't allow that big play to happen. And there were times it looked mundane and it looked ugly. And then there were times it was super exciting. But when the clock hit zero zero or zero two, because you thought the game was still going on, um, when, yeah. when 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 it was all said and done, the Browns won it. So like, I'm trying to reserve optimism. I really am because I don't want to be that person who's like. Oh, they won two games. You got to do it at their Super Bowl. But at the same time, man, you'd be a liar to say that there's not a real excitement around the team. It's It just goes to show you that when people say this, it's not just a platitude. It's not just a thing you say. It's the most important position in sport. Do you give all this credit to Baker Mayfield? I give all the credit of feeling optimistic about the fact that you can pull a game out like that to okay. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, no. I mean, the defense played pretty good early. I mean, again, they were just there were drives early on in that game that the defense just had to play a little too much. That the offense was still a little too like sputtery. And I think had you been able to keep them off the field a little bit earlier, I don't think that game's. You know what I mean? I, I feel like we put it away before that. The pick early is not great, but again. Peyton Manning threw 100 picks his first year. That's obviously not a real number, okay? A little hyperbole there. But he threw a ton. 
And guys who are going to take chances are going to have that happen. Your knock on Tyrod Taylor, for most people, was is that he won't take the shot. Baker's going to take the shot. He showed you that. The kid's going to try to win the game. Yeah, and yesterday he did in a big way, dude. I think they were they were within their own 10, somewhere within their own red zone. It was close to the end of the game, and I think it was, I don't know, like they needed 15 yards or something. Baker just went out there with the, just, a, a, just a set the size of Northeast Ohio, and I mean, just as ballsy as can be, and never... Never hesitated because there were there were there were throws he missed yesterday. There was obviously the interception that happened. I think there were times he even got a little bit shook, you know, getting chased around or, or, or you know taking sacks or whatever. But when it was nitty gritty time, when it was like, yo, this is this is you either have to do this or you lose. The guy went out there and did it. And there's just something you can't put a, a dollar value on that of like the hope that that gets. There was there was points where I was watching it yesterday where I was like, lesser quarterbacks, I'd be like, ah, they're done. Like they're flambéed. Deshaun Kaiser, yeah, you, you never, you never would have had an opportunity I, during the game. I thought they were going to lose, but if Kaiser was there, I would have known they were going. You would have turned the game off. And Baker is that quarterback where it's like, ah, let me stick around just in case he's got it in him, right? So there's some of that. I'll tell you now. I had it wrong, obviously. All right, I wanted Darnold. Now I still think Sam Darnold ends up being a good NFL quarterback, pretty, pretty solid, probably a little bit better than good, right? So who knows? Six to five, pick him there, or whatever. I'll tell you who needs to feel not real great today. Now, I didn't see the Giants game yesterday, so I have no idea what he did. But if you give me Carlos Hyde and you draft Nick Chubb the way you did, I'm glad we didn't take Saquon Barkley. I'll say that. I'm happy to have Baker Mayfield versus the people who thought, you know what, take Saquon number one. Because your running game doesn't actually look that bad with those two guys. Both those guys are tough. And they, they'll get you the yardage. So I'm glad we didn't do that. I'm glad we didn't take Saquon Barkley. Like I said, I have no idea how the kid's doing this year. Maybe he's lighting it up for New York. I'm not paying a ton of attention to it. But I'd rather have a quarterback because, like I said, you can see it right now. It's the most important position in all of sports. Yeah, and end of the day, however they got here, it seems like the Browns running game is pretty well established at this point. I think all three Getting of those better. I think all three of those guys have a uniqueness to them, whether it's, you know, Chubb or whoever or, or Hyde or whoever. All those guys have something they can specialize in. So I don't necessarily love the like, hey, we'll rule by committee, but if that's what it takes, man, that's what it takes. I think that might be this new NFL, much like, you know, dink and dunk passing. I think that that may be the the way that the NFL is going with that position of the game and that, you know, uh, a little bit more committee-ish. I, I don't disagree with you, but I think maybe what you're seeing is that being on the, you know, uh, the early stages of that for the NFL as a whole. So I noticed something downtown in Canton the other day. I took a photo of it, and I posted it at my Instagram account, which is Dan.Stansbury. By the way, there's a few of them out there, but that's the one I use, Dan.Stansbury. I posted it. Now, of course, I being a little bit of a public figure should just realize I'm not allowed to post things anymore without somebody going over it with too fine-tooth of a comb and complaining and whining and crying about it. I think they're wrong. We'll break that down together as a class. We'll also get choked up with $1,000, but before we do any of that, we'll send you to see garbage at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park October the 18th. We'll send caller number 15 right now. Call 1-800-243-7625 on those. Like I said, a shot at $1,000 and a social media mishap on my part, apparently, next on The Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, passing out $1,000 here momentarily. But first, I got myself into some trouble via social media over the weekend. What happened here? Now, I rally against social media a lot, but the truth is it can do some great things, and it has done some great things. 
Um, sometimes I'm a little too guilty of focusing on the negative and not highlighting enough of the positive. Now, I think a lot of that is how we all use it. You see a lot of these kinds of posts sometimes, probably not enough of them. Highlight what you love. Don't talk about what you hate. And honestly, those platforms would probably be more enjoyable if we did that. I think all of life would probably be like that. Fair. But number one, it's very human nature to look for those like negatives as opposed on the to track. the positives. And number two, um, we've all been sold this, that this is how you're supposed to act. This is how you're supposed to react. This is how you're supposed to uh, to do these things. So to change the big narrative there, that's, that's, that's going to be a challenge. So... I found myself in a drive-thru in downtown Canton over the weekend. Okay. Okay, it's not important which one. Okay. But I was in the drive-thru, and a gentleman pulled in front of me okay. at the order box. Okay, whatever. You know, I got uh, I got all morning. I don't care. Fine. Right? Yeah, I mean, kind of a dick move, but uh, all right. Whatever. But he did it on a bicycle. On a bicycle, right? So I do this. Put the car in park, pull out the cell phone, through the windshield, snap the photo. Okay. Go to Instagram, Dan.Sansbury. Again, there are multiple accounts linked to my name, but this is the one I use, Dan.Sansbury. And I post it. I don't say anything. I just post the laugh emoji, like the laughing like face, right? I don't talk about only in can or I don't do any of those things, right? Okay. Even if you did, but okay. Okay. Did none of those things. Didn't give you my opinion on it. Didn't say the guy shouldn't be doing it. Didn't do anything. Okay. Just said, oh, that's kind of funny. Essentially, that's what the laughing face means. Look at this. This is kind of funny. So sure enough, there's one in every crowd. And when your crowd's this big, there's going to be more than a few. But the first one should point this out. She has since deleted her comment. Because, of course, most people aren't this crazy. But again, this right here is why I demonize social media as much as I do. I'll read you her comment, which has since been deleted. What if there's something wrong with him and he can't drive? Pretty uncool to rag on a guy with a bike when there are plenty of people that could care less. It's actually very rude. Eye roll emojis. P.S. You can call me out for being right. You don't have to make fun of others that are less fortunate. Pick on somebody else. Jesus. Okay. Couple of things here. Well, by your theory, Sparkle Inside, I'm not allowed to pick on anybody. Because sure enough, we, we if we use your logic, we can go down the road sooner or later. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm not allowed to pick on anybody. Yeah. Because there's something wrong with all of us. Yeah. Okay? Pick on somebody else. Well, no, you're not. I'm not allowed. And then, let's since you over-examined my posts, we're going to take the Lord's name in vain, huh? Jesus, huh? Taking the Lord's name in vain, huh? Again, see, see how ridiculous it is? So... Let's be honest about what this was. There's nothing wrong with that guy. You know what's wrong with that guy? The lack of motivation is the only thing wrong with that man. And here's why social media is bad. It's tribalism. Run amok. You, you, no, no matter what side of this you're on, you whip everybody up in, in your fever. The problem is, and this is what, what people don't understand, you know, he's got a right to do this. No, he doesn't. You're not supposed to be in there with a bike. So, no, he does not have the right to do that. Also, I've been told this, don't quote me, but people who work at, at, at quick service restaurants have told me that those systems, the drive through run a lot like the way a stoplight does, which it's the weight of your car that sends off the alarm. He was getting pissed that they wouldn't take his, because they wouldn't even address him. And it's like, no, dude, you don't understand. They don't know you're there right now. 
Yeah, you, you're you're not allowed to do that. I you're, mean, that's that's been like I can remember being a high schooler and thinking like, oh, I'm just gonna walk up. through it, and it's like, no, dummy, you're, no, not, you're, not. you're not you're not allowed to do that. Okay, right, all right, but like. I, I guess, like the the well, like technically, we're not worried about technicalities no, here. What we're, what we're talking about is is like the ability to laugh at something. And I think, like once upon a time, maybe twenty years ago or further back than that, we could laugh at something. We could say like, "Oh, I shouldn't be laughing at it," and still do it. But I am laughing. And like at it. somewhere along the line, and I don't know when it was, but like that that ability has definitely been lost. Where it's like acknowledging that, like, hey, maybe this isn't the kindest thing in the world. Yeah. I'm still laughing at it and more than anything I think usually in those moments you would kind of look at yourself and be like okay is this something or whatever but to have it now be like damned from the outside like oh my god you or can't do that more so people now pretending that they don't laugh at okay. it right it is such a problem okay now I get everybody gets to have their opinion yeah but really what her opinion is is telling me that I'm not supposed to have mine and I'm not and I'm not sure that that's okay. Again, you everybody wants to complain about how bad the world is. You understand, right? That not calling out people when they're doing things awful—that's now called shaming, by the way. But not not holding people accountable for their actions is why the world's as bad as it is today, or is as bad as you want to say that it is today. That's why, right? It's because you know it used to be your friend's job when you were doing something stupid. Don't be an idiot. But now you're not allowed to do that. I mean, what if there's something wrong? So wait a minute. We're going to go to what if there's something wrong with him? We don't know that there is, but I'm not allowed to say anything on the on the chance that there might be. That is, of course, ridiculous. And again, you have got to stop placating people. We have now turned this into just because something may have happened to you into your life, it's, it's okay that you don't achieve. That is crazy. For those of you that have listened to the show for a long, long time, have been listening to me for as long as I've been on the air, you know the story. was molested as a kid. You know what my parents told me? It sucks, bro. But the world's not going to stop for you. So we're going to get you some therapy. We're going to find you the help you need. But my, I remember my dad telling me, Daniel, I promise you this. The world's not going to slow down because you had an issue. It's going to mow you over. So you're, it's, I remember him telling me. Daniel, it's time to dig deep now. We're, we're going to have to do some hard work now, and we're going to have to find the best version of you. And I still routinely do it, still in therapy, still in the gym, still trying to do that right. I'm, I've been on the journey for better for two years. You have got to stop telling people that even if they have a problem, that that's a reason for them to still be where they are. Otherwise, they will never leave that place. It's time now for some tough medicine, America. It's over. You have got, you've seen what's happening. You see what's happening? Dude, we got people just enough. Stop placating craziness and stop it. Stop lying about the fact that you find things funny that are that are funny and some off color stuff still going to be funny. But here's what I have to realize, America, and this is the truth. And this is where I have to give sparkle inside her due. You know what the reality of this is? This is only a problem for me. This is not a problem for you. Mostly. Most of you can still get away with posting this picture, making fun of this guy, saying whatever you want about it, and it will do nothing to you. What I have to realize is I'm a public figure, and the rules are different for me because my job is looked upon as I'm lucky to have it. I'm blessed to have it. We put you where you are, Stansbury, not your ability, not your willingness to live in your car and be homeless to fight for your ability and your craft. It was us that gave it to you. And we want to remind you, we'll take it from you whenever the hell we damn well please. That's the difference here. And that's why it does kind of annoy me. 
is that my position gets used against me. And here's why I struggle and here's why I scream about social media for, for you younger listeners. It used to be my job to show you that guy. It used to be my job to make fun of that guy. Even if he did have a problem, we would laugh about the problem because that's what you wanted. But now, because your opinion gets judged by your neighbor and the woman who works at Target or whatever, now I'm not allowed to be that guy. Because now, because I have a job that you consider to be cush, and because I'm lucky to have it, that I'm now using my privilege to beat up on somebody that's less than. Instead of what it what it really is, which is going, bro, step your game up. Either get a lock for the bike if you don't want to walk inside, or realize they're not going to serve you in the drive-thru, or go back to work, get a job, and get forward with your life. Quit placating these people. I had one of the most horrific things in the world happen to me as a kid. And all I've done since then was work tirelessly for what I want. Because I was told, the world doesn't care about you, Daniel. It will mow you over. Time to dig deep now, kid. You had something bad happen. But we're going to do the hard work, and we're going to turn yourself into a decent adult. Stop placating madness. That's why we're stacking bodies in mobile morgues, by the way. Because you're placating. You're telling people it isn't their fault. When in reality, yes, a portion of it is. Are there other circumstances that go into it? Of course there are. But taking personal accountability out of things is ruining everything, social media. Stop with the tribalism. It's okay to laugh at stuff. We're losing our sense of humor in this country, and that's what's so dangerous about it all. And I've said it a thousand times. It's because if you hear something, it's different. But when you read it, you take it more seriously than you should. Of course it's ridiculous to be in a drive-thru with a bicycle. It will never not be. Enough is enough. Stop placating madness. Maybe he's got a problem. Yeah, his problem was he did it in front of me. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Show Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have a uh, pair of tickets for the Ghoul Brothers on Manchester Road, Akron there. Their house of horrors will get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I believe Shannon's still in for Teresa. She'll get you hooked up with $1,000 shortly after 10 a.m. I did something over the weekend that has caused a little bit of a social media ruckus. This is not okay. the, the bike photo in the, in the drive-thru. Uh. I did something else. And I had forgotten about a conversation we had on Friday where I had said, for those of you that don't know, Fantone is a full-blown Ohio State hater. Hater. Hates the Buckeyes. Hate them. Hates, hates, hates the Buck nuts. Least favorite sports team in the history of sports. Uh, and... I got into an argument with an Ohio State fan, and it kind of pissed me off. And 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 I can, I I I know we're, we're right about this. We're, dude, the Buckeye fans are just obnoxious. They are. They are. They are. They're obnoxious. I'll lay my case out if you want me to. Go ahead. Okay. What it really boils down to for me more than anything is the entitlement sense. And it bothers me with all fan bases, but Ohio State's just really loud and in your face and screaming, the Ohio State at me for some reason. Um, When you win your division, whether that's the American League Central, whether that's the Big Ten, whether that's whatever you are, that's really your job is winning that division. If you win a national title out of it, God bless you. But Ohio State fans for the past, you know, 15 years it seems like have just constantly been the oh no we're just as good as Alabama every single year and it's like dude no you're not recognize that in yourself and stop screaming about how you deserve this or you're getting hosed out of this or whatever and it's like are there times and I'm I'm never going to be like oh Ohio State sucks they can't play football no dude they're plenty freaking good you just don't enjoy it but dude I despise 
despise that team. Hate them. Hate them. I'm starting to fall in love with college football as a whole here, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I got asked by my very good friend, Serene, who is listener-turned-friend, right? That that can happen. It's hard to do. It is hard to do, but Serene and her husband have both done it. Um, I enjoy them. They're they're really good friends with another couple, Bob and Kathy, who I love, right? And so they're all really great people, right? And I enjoy hanging out with them. Well, Serene is, well, let's call her colorful. Okay. Okay? But she's from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So she is a big Michigan fan. Okay. So her daughter was getting married this last weekend. They asked me about a year ago, are you willing to bartend Katie's wedding? Ian, her now husband, fan of the program as well. So I said, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I never even once asked how much I would get paid. I just agreed to do it. Right? Okay. We'll get there in a second, too. Okay. Because Serene did me right. Because she's smart. And she likes me. So I show up to the wedding. So I, I about three days before the wedding, I text Serene and said, what, w- what, did, what does the bride want me to wear as the bartender? Right? Because it's her day. What, what does she want me to wear? So I said, well, you know, they're getting married out on his family's farm. It's very relaxed and all this stuff. Don't, no need to really dress up. She goes, just wear jeans and a nice shirt. I said, okay. okay. She goes, I'm going to have a t-shirt for you. And okay. I was like, uh, well, what does that mean? Let's well, probably got their hashtag on it or like, you know. Tomlinson hey, right. 2018 was the hashtag. Okay, okay. Right? All right. And so I show up, and sure enough, Serene's like, I have the shirt for you. She pulls it out. It's a Michigan shirt. And she said, I'm not going to tell you what I'm paying you, but I'm paying you a ton of money. Put this on. Because the groom and Katie both went to Ohio State. So Serene, being a University of Michigan fan, kind of feels like my daughter went to Ohio State. What the hell? Right? And so his family, big Buckeye fans. So this was her way to kind of be like, ha ha, look, we, we brought Michigan into, into the reception. And I took grief on it all night long. So I posted the photo of myself wearing the shirt and Buckeye fans lost their minds. They lost their minds. So at the end of the night, I got the envelope. I looked in it and trust me, Serene made it more than enough worth it for me to be in a Michigan shirt, by the way. As a matter of fact, I wish my radio station valued me the way the (laughs) listeners do. Believe you me. I was like, oh, a two-week paycheck in an envelope. How nice of you. So essentially. And that's not sarcasm. Like, very nice of you. Thank you. So essentially, if you have odd jobs around the house and you want to put us up in outfits or whatever, dude, we don't care. We don't care. Make us wear whatever you want to. We'll We'll do do it. it. We don't care. We'll do it. I'll literally come over in the Chippendales (laughs) outfit if if, if there's enough money in the envelope. Yeah, go mow the grass, man. So get out there. We're like, yeah, well, we don't have any other options. So a few things here. I got Buckeye fans who are like, I would never, man, no matter what. And now even as I'm saying it was money, I got people commenting in, you sold your soul for the money. (laughs) Now here's the thing. I don't take college sports all that seriously. And watch now as Buckeye fans lose their ish over this. College football can kind of go F itself a little bit here. Okay. I agree, I'm, sick of, but okay. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how it's the most pure sport there is. You don't play anybody until week 10. Come on. You know what I mean? We played Penn State. I know. So you had one big game, but you played Indiana over the weekend. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how this is the most pure sport there is. The, dude, the, the parody in college football is ridiculous. It's been Alabama for a decade plus. Well, man, the kids are out there and they just love the game so much. They're doing it for the love of the game, Stansberry, where in Alabama... Colin Sexton, Cleveland Cavaliers point guard, was getting paid fat to play basketball. 
basketball. So what's a linebacker get paid? In Alabama. Right. So, so, dude, Didn't even know they had a team. If you're getting cut off thousands and thousands of dollars every single month, well, you're right. What does a linebacker make in Alabama, exactly dude? Right. It's all It's all a sham. College sports, listen, go ahead and play them. I don't care. Sure. I split the kids until your day's done. But, like, don't act like there's some holiness to you. Like, oh, no. And, and Shut no, up. No, do we crucify kids for, for transferring? We do all this stuff. At the end of the day, it's a business like every other sport. It's no more pure. As a matter of fact, it's less pure. Look, dude, here's a fun game. Go get the average scores from college football on Saturday and compare them to the average scores in football yesterday in the NFL game. The games are closer. There's no pair. Dude, there's literally, if once you're dominant in a conference in college football, you're dominant for a decade plus. It's no, it's no more pure than the pro game. As a matter of fact, it's worse. The competition's way worse. It's ugly. And I could make the argument that in some of those programs, what are you sending those kids to Alabama to get thumped 63 to nothing for on national television? No pure? It's pure? No, it's not. Nothing, which by the way, if you still wake up in America and think anything's pure, even your minister is not pure anymore. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? The guy that was hawking sandwiches is in jail for, for, for <laughs> child porn. There's no pure. There's nothing pure about anything anymore. But Buckeye fans, like, geez, like, I got to be honest with you. I don't take college football that seriously. So wearing a Michigan, I don't feel like a traitor. You traitor. It's like, dude, you're taking it that seriously? I would never. Well, I'm sorry, dude. I made rent Saturday night. So, dude, your boy was happy enough to be wearing. And here's the other thing. Wow, watch now as Buckeye fans really hate me. They, they already do. <laughs> okay. Mission, Michigan's colors? Better. Better. I like, I like the yellow in Oregon. I actually like the yellow in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, too. They're better. Blue and yellow is kind of a cool color scheme. I don't, I don't, I don't get what the big problem is. Oof, oof. That team up north. Ann Arbor. She's still a whore. You're entrenched in a rivalry you have nothing to do with. You realize that? <laughs> when's the last time you were in Columbus, Woody? Come on, Hayes. Tell me when's the last time you were there. It's ridiculous. What are you getting all mad at me for? It's 100% cotton. The shirt wasn't even made in this country. If we're going to get argued about anything else, that's what we should be <laughs> mad about. Make, make Taiwan great again, I guess. There I am in the shirt. Make Taiwan great again. Ghoul Brothers. Those tickets for their House of Horrors. Let's pass those out right now. Caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back. Close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. For those of you that weren't around 7 o'clock, we kind of talked all things UFC. Obviously, that big Conor McGregor fight this past weekend, which goes to show you the star power of Conor McGregor. He lost the fight, and it's still referred to as the Conor McGregor fight. Of course. Right? Of course. Now, Khabib's a bad man, but only UFC purists know him. And um, I said, the danger of this fight is if Conor loses, now all of a sudden McGregor DS3 is not all that important. I, I don't get the, the star power issue in the UFC right now. You should be able to take care of this. You have enough guys, but there they there is. We Connor, 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 and now Connor doesn't matter, and it's like, well, does any of this matter? There's a there's a large portion of stars where and Dana's talked about this, where the sport is so global that there can be a language barrier. Like again, I watch this sport and I'm calling Connor mostly McGregor, right? 
his last name, and I'm referring to Khabib by his first name because his last name is, dude, it's an abomination I have to try to say. A lot of consonants in that so one. There's, so Dana has talked about it. Dana White has talked about this, where it's like Chris Cyborg, it's like, dude, nobody can understand you. So like, and it, they made that claim about Stipe, where it's like, look, man, like outside of Ohio, there are going to be people who are like, what the hell is that guy saying? Where there's going to be some of that, where it's hard to get the American fan base to wrap their arms around them. Now they take these fights, I mean, they, the UFC fights all over the globe. So when they do that, people there love them. But Americans start, you can't make an American care about something just because they're talented. No, no, no. If, they, if, they, <laughs> you know they're, I mean? if they're speaking with some sort of a funny accent, hell no, we don't care about that. That's you it. kidding me? It's it. So I think, so there is that. So I think there is a problem with that. Um, and you just never know what's going to be lightning in the bottle. You know? Um, the mess that happened after it, I don't know who, I, I don't think UFC won that night. I, and, and again, I think Dana's got a lot of problems on his hands this morning. So he's been in the, on, you know, in the crosshairs for not paying fighters. A lot of people say not paying them correctly. Well, Conor McGregor is a perfect example Saturday night why you don't pay a fighter a ton of money. Because, dude, they'd stop being hungry. Khabib came in with that Clubber Lang mentality, bro, that big DE, that BDE, and he took care of business. McGregor already said this morning on social media, good knock, looking forward to the rematch. If you're from, if, if, if you're looking at it from, from Dana White's perspective, of course, but if you're looking at it from Khabib's perspective, why am I fighting you? or even an impartial third party of this, like, I don't care about ticket sales, I just want a good fight. Dude, why is Khabib fighting him again? Why? Well, the thing now that Connor might have that he did not have Saturday is he'll care. Like, dude, he came into that fight out of shape. You could just tell he wasn't interested in fighting. He just wasn't. I said it on Friday. We were talking about it, and McGregor's talking about all oh, the Nate Diaz fight and the things in the future. And Looking it's like, bro, it's like, bro, you got a fight on on Saturday right. night. So you yeah, did. you better be ready for it. But that's the thing is like, yeah, you can say like maybe he'll have the hunger again, but will he? I don't know. You know the, what I mean? The money's like, what erases the hunger. You, you lost five fights already. Like, do you have that hunger anymore? I'm not sure. He, right? It's not, dude. In the UFC, it's not your record. So once you pay a guy a ton of money, now here's the other problem UFC is going to have right now. People are making the thing, well, Connor's just going to go to the WWE. Now maybe he does, okay? But that's bad for Dana White. Yeah. What you don't want to be is the treadmill to the WWE. You don't want to be that because now you're becoming too much the same thing. And people are going to have a problem with that because this is real to the heart, striking, and, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, advantages and using skill and all that. And the WWE is not. It's a showmanship thing. If you're already admitting that, hey, we don't make the best fights, we just want to sell tickets. If you're already allowing things like Saturday night and really the precursor of that was the the bus incident and stuff like that. If you're allowing Brock Lesnar to just run into the ring and grab the microphone out of people's hands, I know, I know, I like, I, I am not saying they're the same thing but how far off are but you they're getting closer and closer that gap is shortening every single time one of these things happen every single time yeah. every single time the three ring circus opens up and it looks a little bit more like all those dudes in the middle of the octagon it looked like wwe bro it did it did it really did it looked it looked like it will look like the battle royale and that's what it ended up being that's a black eye for the ufc and again this is why fighters don't get paid because once you give a fighter too much money, man, they just... Re- I've said it a thousand times. You play basketball because you want to. You play baseball because it's fun with your friends. You play football because it's kind of like what it, where it is you came from. If you fight, it's because you have to. It's because you have to. Once you erase that have-to stuff out of them, they're going to look the way Connor looked the other night. He looked past Khabib, took him easy, didn't care if he lost, and sure enough, he got shook and got taken. And Joe Rogan said it best. That was a mauling that happened. Connor wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't even close. He got mauled. But the biggest thing that happened Saturday night, 
and maybe this is the star America deserves. Derek Lewis gave the best post-fight UFC interview in the history of post-fight interviews. Let's take a listen. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. Because <laughs> my balls was hot. And Joe Rogan, the consummate professional, goes, I understand. I get it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because what else are you going to say? I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. Because <laughs> my balls was hot. Now, you know, when we get a hold of a piece of audio, what we like to do here at the Stansbury Show is we like to slow it down. Let's take a listen like that. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. Because <laughs> his balls were hot. Welcome to the Friday Audio Reel, Derek Lewis. You're now a Hall of Fame member of that category. All right. Shannon's going to get you guys hooked up with $1,000. She'll do so shortly after 10 a.m. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45, and the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flash!